What is going on, everyone? Welcome to episode 75 of Little Root Lessons. As always, I am your host, Carter Noble, joined by our fantastic co-host, Carl Wilkin. We also have Evan and Swede with us today. Because we're doing there. No. I was getting I'm beating there. you to it because we're doing power rankings. <laughs> we ain't got all day today. How are we doing, Evan and Swede? I am good. Happy to be here. <laughs> hey guys. Say so wave the camera, boys. You are on the podcast. We are it's not every day we have guests. It's kinda nice. Nah, it's it's been a hot minute. Uh I think fifty was the last time we had the uh, end like, of everyone the, on. The end of the year anniversary yeah, episode yeah, was anniversary the last episode, time. Yeah. So um yeah, like like you mentioned, we were doing uh our draft league. We had both of our drafts for our divisions this past week. Um, we have power rankings. Shout out to Evan for putting this entire presentation together for us. It's super nice. It's, I mean, he's phenomenal. I literally have no idea how to work Excel and he just makes it look so seamless every time. Oh yeah. So, um, where do we, where do we want to start guys? Um, so first things first, this is just opinions. This is in no way saying, oh, you drafted terribly. Oh, you drafted great. It's going to come down to player skill and a ton of luck. So don't take all of these rankings super duper hard. We tried to stay unbiased. It was more just looking at Pokemon. Yep. And, and, I mean, that's uh, looking at it. You know, obviously when I rated my teams, I'm like, all right, this is the player's name just so I can keep it organized. But overall, I am ignoring that. I am looking at the 10 Mons as a whole. What do they accomplish? I didn't even rate my team, so. I did. I think my team's great. My my score is out of three instead of out of four. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, and I also want to um, add. I also want to add in that uh, we are all ranking your teams from one to ten, one being the worst and ten being the best. And then there's four of us ranking, so the average of these scores um, we will come up with a final grade. And you know, it's like four opinions coming into one, and there's like the power of uh, teamwork. I would say then your ranks um, are not that biased because we have four different opinions coming together to come up with a final number. Mm-hmm. It's it's very similar to like uh, fantasy football in that regard where you have all these experts and everything doing analysis before the season starts and ranking, all right, I think this player is the number one running back on the board. Well, I think it's number two and it averages out to where, well, you know, seven out of eight say it's number one, so it's going to be number one overall. Mm-hmm. So... It's very much in that regard when we actually look at it. But again, end of the day, uh, this is going to come down to player skill. Uh, a lot of these teams can shift within the regular season as well because we do have access to being able to make trades not only with players but with the like unselected pool as well. So there's a lot that can change between now and the end of the season. Yep. And as we all know, Pokemon is also a game of RNG. So a lot can happen. You You can miss your... 70% accurate move that's going to lock up the game, and next thing you know, you're you're 0-2. Yep. So. so, ready to get started, y'all? I think so, man. Any any yep. other beginning words before we get to it? We all good? Cool. Yep, let's all start. The gut division. So, yeah. Alright, starting off with the gut division, our first uh, pick, our first coach is Esquire and the Hotlanta Heels. Uh, apparently, Incineroar is the heal Pokemon in the Pokédex, so that's where this team name came from. And then, uh, drafting Incineroar, Dracozog, um, as the first two picks, and then sort of rounding out, uh, 
trick room call and uh, a very cheeky uh, hippo to make Dracozoid go fast. But otherwise, to me, this feels like a trick room-centric theme that kind of just uses abilities to try and get fast in Thievel and Dracozoid. What do you think, guys? I, I feel like, uh, you know, we were just talking about, I was just talking about Cyanide's team having Dracozoid plus Gigalith. Um, Gigalith is way, way more utilized than Hippopotas. <laughs> and as a result, I think that, that like this Dracozolt is a lot weaker than the other team uh, in the other division has it. And the fact that like uh, Weezing here doesn't really care about most of our abilities does make this a, an okay Weezing team. Um, I know I talked quite a bit about how I like Thievel in the other division as well, but you have, like, Misty Terrain plus Thievil Unburden here as well, if that is something you are worried about. Uh, Misty Terrain is also pretty great because that means, like, your Dracozolt's not going to get burnt, uh, your Heracross isn't going to get burnt, but that means your Shenotic isn't sporing people. So there is there is a, a given trade there. So overall, I, I, I feel like it's good. I think it's okay. Um, I think a 7 is about as average as we can get here. Um... I'm gonna go the opposite way. I you want your hair cross to get burnt because you want to guts things. But what if you're Moxie? But you want to guts things. Trust me on this one. I'm not. I'm not disagreeing. <laughs> but um, yeah, this team is about a seven. Uh, the Hippopotas just kind of pulls it down. Like you have really good strategies to start out with the Dracozolt and a Sandmon, but then you draft a tip of a toss as your Sandmon. It's like you were just like, oh, I forgot that this thing gets sand rush. Let's sneak this sand stream in. Oh, it's Hippopotas. We have a problem here, Captain. Um, <laughs> if there was going to be a team that could utilize Copperaja, though, this would probably be the team to do it. Uh, Copperaja is going to be a very powerful Pokemon on this team just because of its resistances and its just sheer force uh, ability here. Um, because you probably are going to want to Dynamax your Hustle Dracozolt most of the time, uh, having Copperaja in the back to pick up KOs with Sheer Force is going to be a, a fairly powerful strategy. And another team with Shenotic. Shenotic is uh, super underutilized, in my opinion, uh, mainly because you just don't have an ability most of the time, which with Weezing, you don't really care too much. But um, I, I think, yeah, like I said, this is a 7 team, in my opinion. It's it's good, but it's not great. It could It'll top cut, probably, but I don't know how far of a run it'll make through uh, through playoffs. Yeah, I think the the main thing for me is the the mix of abilities don't seem to gel together well. Um, for example, the Golduck. Um, you have Swift Swim, no rain, which is fine because you have Cloud9, um, but you are a weather team yourself. Um, <laughs> your Shinotic has Rain Dish, so if you do expect a rain team, then you and you have Cloud Nine Golduck, well, you're not getting your appealing. Um, as well as um, you know, Weezing can just shut off abilities as well, so it shuts off your own abilities. So if you're in sand and you got your Dracozoid out and Weezing comes out, oh, you're slow again. So, <laughs> um, I don't think um, the abilities together kind of mesh well. Um, however, I think you know one good thing going for Esquire here is. We've got a good mix of um, offensive threats, slightly more sided towards the physical side, um, but do have some 
um, special like threats to to be wary of as well. Um, I think overall, though, it's going to be tough to pilot outside of your kind of main two or three mons with the Incineroar, Dracozole, and you're probably forced to take the Hippopotas if you're taking the Dracozole as well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree with you guys. I think um, one good thing to take away from this team is it does have that Firewater Grass and uh, Fairy Dragon Steel Core, so I think it's not bad. And this is the first of two teams that all four of, all four of us have a common consensus to rate it as seven. So it's really, really very average, and it does take a little bit of skill to sort of pilot uh, and try and win games. Then a small gripe finally I have for this team is that all mons are in the middling speed tier, so this makes opponents, um, you know, makes it easy to EV your speed stats against this team because there isn't a particularly speedy mon to prep for and outspeed. So with that, the next team we have is Kuribo's team, uh, our reigning champion from Season 2 uh, with the Fallible Flygons, and Kuribo loves Flygon a lot, and uh, for sure he's going to pick up Flygon. Uh, it's a value C tier pick. Hopefully Kuribo use it, uses it well again. Then Kuribo went straight for a Luxury pick despite being in uh, the second position, right? He could have gone for anything like Dragapult or Togokis, but he went straight for the Luxury. I find it a little bit unorthodox and uh, it goes, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll just have to wait and see if it really pays off because after that he drafted Dracovish and Gigalith um, in the A tier. Then one last thing to note is, before I pass it on to you guys, is that Kuribo also has a A tier centric draft uh, with a lot of good B tiers and no S tiers. What do you think, Carter? I thought we put Talonflame in S tier. Evidently, I'm wrong. Um, <laughs> uh, I actually really like the like Gigalith Dracovish team that we have here. I like this way more than I do the the previous Sand team with uh, the Hippo. But uh, I, I think this team is very good, and I think Karibo is an exceptional player and is going to pilot this team to the top levels. Oh yeah. Yeah, there's not a whole lot to nitpick on this team. Uh, I love looking at these no-S teams and just seeing how well-rounded they are. Um, yes. this, this is definitely someone who has played draft before, and you can definitely tell. Um, I really like Galarian Mr. Mime. It does a whole lot of work. You get to slap Eviolited on it, too. Uh, that's the one thing you get to do over Cantonia Mr. Mime. Um, other tools here, we think they have this like Nido King in the back with Sheer Force. It's going to do a lot of damage. Um, we get to do... Uh, Starmie things and Flygon things. Those are two Pokemon I know he likes to play with a lot. Skarmory is really, really cool. Um, Goregeist has some cool tools and like Trick or Treat. Um, yeah, there's just nothing but good things about this team. It's not uh, a perfect team, I would say. There's probably some like trades you could make and get some bumps up. Um, Dynamax is probably going to be hard for you. Um, you're probably going to look towards maybe Dynamax and Flygon a lot. Uh, maybe doing Sandra's Dracovish things is like the only way you can Dynamax Dracovish. Um, but outside of that, there's definitely some really cool tools. It's really, if there was no Dynamax, this would be a solid 10 for sure. Mm -hmm. For sure. That was literally going to be my first point. If you played this Series 10, you'd be like, yep, yeah, great team. Run it. <laughs> slap a 10 um, on this thing. Go for it. Yeah, slap a 10. See you later. Good luck. Um, I think 
yeah, the the Dynamax is the big thing. Like, who are you? Who are you going to Dynamax? What is your main threat to Dynamax here? And there isn't an option, um, in my view. Like, yeah, you can slap on the Flygon, but its offenses aren't like amazingly great. Um, and you, with Flygon, you you kind of want to put a choice item on it to get that boosting um, offense. Um, when you Dynamax it, you're going to lose that choice item. So, yeah. So you're looking at like in my if, yeah, it's really tough. If you're looking at me, you're looking at either Gigalith or even Luxray. Um, but you, if you Dynamax the Gigalith, you have kind of lose this the Weather War there because you have to. You're kind of forced to click in Max Rockfall, which if it was in our division would be really good because a lot of teams are weak to rock. So exactly. <laughs> yeah, um, but you'll see that the, there's a lot of answers um, to Sand I think in this team. So if you you kind of get through the Dynamax phase, if you Karibo can stall out the opponent Dynamax, then I don't think he has much of a problem after that. Um, he can wipe away the screens with Mr. Mime as well, which is really useful. So like having that offense kind of just negated straight away is pretty good. Um, well, the, the defense, sorry, from the team negated is pretty good. Um, but yeah, I think the big thing is is who's he going to Dynamax? Um, because I'm not scared of any of these mons Dynamax in front of me, I, I feel. Um, but yeah, that's why I gave it a seven because I felt it's kind of on par with the other Sand team. Um, and it's going to, you know, who's going to Drago Salt versus Drago Fish, who's going to win sort of thing. So yeah. Evan? Yeah, very interesting points. I think the lack of a solid Dynamax option, um, it could be good, it could be bad. I feel like in the side of good, right, like Kuribo could surprise you with a random like Dynamax mod and then try and steal games from there. So that might be something that can uh, get going. I have some very interesting stats here. There are four Sand teams in Guard Division. So this is the second one. And Kuribo has a lot of very interesting repeat types. Pretty similar to Sweet's team uh, in terms of like repeat uh, dragon, repeat water, repeat flying. It's quite interesting. And interesting. And also, Sweet is incidentally in the player 2 slot. Then the last thing to note is the um, there are six teams in the whole league with without an S tier pick. And then there are four teams in the guard division, in the division that we are covering now, uh, without an S-tier pick, and Kuribo is the first one of all four. Yeah, otherwise, I think this team is, um, to me, pretty average, and Kuribo really needs to get creative and plan well each week to win games. So, moving on, this is our third coach, Yen. Uh, very active member in Little Root Lessons, and his team name is A Cut Above, with Polito Kingdra and Scizor as his mascots. And these mons are so uh, common, right, in a single team, working very well together, and props to him for drafting them back-to-back -back in his first three picks, and then following up with some interesting support mons and another Magnezone as a steel type in rain to do very well. Generally, a very cool cast and a good rain team what do you think guys does gotharina get fake tears it does correct yes it does yeah, okay so i mean like obviously we know how good polyto kingdra is uh we know how good scissor is we know how good scissor is in rain um magnet zone fits that role exceptionally well as well um 
balloon. Uh, obviously, I love the balloon, but we, uh, on face value, don't have like immediate ways to trigger unburden. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm not seeing anything. Um, I, I think Bill Tank actually is very good here because it partners well next to Polytoad for Sap Sipper things. So you can, uh, you know, if your opponent is going to be attacking you on that uh, grass weakness side that Polytoad has and that neutral attack, that uh, that neutral damage that Kingdra is going to take from it, you can always have Poly uh, have Milk Tank be able to switch in and take those hits. Um, and then we have Rhydon, who, again, <laughs> I still don't like. I, I, I just don't think Rhydon fits this team either. Uh, you know, when, when your primary goal is set rain, right on with a four times weakness to water does not particularly care about that. Yeah, um, I like this team a lot just because it you just evolved this Goth 3 to into Gothitelle and put Sizor, Politoed, Sylveon, and all those together. You have a VGC team. Like, that is just a legit VGC team we saw in Series 6 a lot of the time. Um, so, this team's really, really powerful. Um, we all ranked it very, very high. Um, the issues are just like Delibird and like Rhydon keep this team from being insane. And then there's just no Driftbloom synergies whatsoever. Um, they may have just picked Driftbloom because they like Driftbloom and wanted to keep other people from doing it. Uh, because I know Driftbloom is a very good answer into a lot of what these um, what these rain teams like to do. Just You can just set up Driftbloom, set up Tailwind for your team. And then you get to match speeds with Kingdra. And you can just Sap Sipper Kingdra or Sap Sipper whatever and heal Driftbloom back up. And the Kingdra's not hitting you super effectively at all. Um, so that's why this is an 8. Uh, it just, you, you're kind of obvious on what you're doing. Again, it's a weather team. Weathers are usually harder to control in Dynamax formats. So he's going to have to do a lot of pivoting to keep the rain up. I'm um, going to have to make sure Kingdra Dynamaxes safely. Don't have to worry too much about uh, getting hit by a fairy type or anything like that. Um, but yeah, this team's this team's okay. I like it a lot. Yeah, I think the only thing preventing me from making it more than an eight was the reliability of well, the reliability of your kind of back four mons. Like you've got your big, you mentioned it already. You've got your VGC team. Then what what do you put in? Like you have the mill tank you can put in to cover the Polytoad and Kingdra. Where, where does Delibird fit in this team? Where does Rhydon fit in this team? Where does even Drifflin fit in this team? There's not a reliable way to potentially use it. But, yeah, I think it's tough because, like, you, you say Rhydon kind of could fit in this team because, well, you got the Lightning Rod to protect the Politoed, protect, protect Drifflin if you take it for some reason, uh, <laughs> and protect uh, neutral attacks from into the Kingdra as well, uh, potentially. Um, you can't... You, he has covered um, the weaknesses as well. He's got the Rhydon weaknesses covered pretty well. Like, you know, if, if you're expecting a water move into Rhydon, hello, just switching Kingdra. You take no damage. There we go. Um, but I think, yeah, outside the, like, solid six of VGC team there, you're, gonna, you're kind of, yeah, struggling to see. I think... It's easy to predict what Jan could take every week, depending on your own mm -hmm. team, of course. Um, but yeah, I think overall, though, it's pretty solid draft. I mean, you've yeah, I, not nothing much else to say about it. It's just it's just solid across the board. Uh, outside the 
outside your main core team there. So it's going to be tough to break down. And yeah, Jan's done, a, Jan's done a good first half. I think he can make some trades, though, um, to improve that team. Mm -hmm. Interesting point from all of you guys. I think this would sort of make this the stereotypical top-heavy team like all of us are calling uh, to, to know for some draft league, uh, draft league teams. Then I found a way to sort of prop Drifblim's policy. Fun fact, if you see a Miltang go for max darkness, Miltang's only dark move is fling. So it could help, it could do some sneaky things with uh, weakness policy Drifblim. And last thing to note for Yen's team, I think a Polito Kingdra team is so solid and this makes it a uh, very formidable, no S-tier draft. With four A-tiers, I think this top-heavy draft doesn't need to worry about even being top-heavy, right? You can just almost always bring the same six months and still prove to be very difficult to take down. Mm -hmm. And let's move on to Team 4. This is Pokemaster. Uh, Pokemaster and Lemmy uh, came in during our LML, so they joined us and also moved on to uh, our draft league, so very nice to see. And this is the most, this is like the fan favourite. I feel like this is a, more of a fan favourite than Sweet's uh, Garachu team because this team actually drafted Tactile, Blaziken and Swampert, uh, everyone from Little Root Lessons in the same team. And um, I love this team name so much, Masters of Hoenn. Uh, but before that, Pokemon Master actually drafted Dragapult and Lucario, a very deadly combination, uh, and then followed with a lot of very interesting, good stuff spawn that I think can support the team pretty well. What do you guys think? Does Alolan Raichu do anything for this team? No. Like, at, at, at face value, uh, it just... Take out. <laughs> it, it, it feels exceptionally weak. Mm -hmm. um, like, past that... I. I'm not convinced that Audino does anything either. It passes like big wishes and that's it. Um Mawile I think is actually pretty great. Um I know a lot of the a lot of the server will probably fight me on that, but I think Intimidate is exceptional and I think this being a C tier intimidator, even with his like lackluster stats, can still be quite useful. Um I think Dragapult Lucario is exceptionally good. You also have like Gardevoir here to be able to do like potential trick room things with your Wigglytuff Mawile Audino. Not a huge fan of that, but it is technically something you could do. Mm -hmm. Um overall I think it's okay. It, it's the best I can say about it. It's like it's okay. Um this team feels kind of pigeonholed into maxing Dragapult or Lucario. Uh, you can off definitely max like Swampert or Sceptile or Blaziken. Uh, and run over games with it that way, but Dragapult and Lucario are just so powerful when they Dynamax and get to do their thing that it feels like it's wrong to not Dynamax them a lot of the time. Um, outside of that, I'm kind of just like looking for like speed control, and like the best speed control they have is just like Airstream from Dragapult, which, yeah, like I mentioned, it's like if you feel pigeonholed into maxing Dragapult all the time for your speed control, it's going to be kind of hard. Uh, Gardevoir's here is like, it's cool, like you can do trick room things, and it's a real good support. Um, this Raichu, like I mentioned, just does nothing. Um, overall, uh, I also gave this team a 6. Um, if I could rate it, it was like 6.5, I'd probably put it there. Uh, this team's really cool. I like that they drafted all three of the uh, Hoenn starters for us. Uh, put them all on one team, it's really nice. 
Yeah, I think um, I went slightly higher, but I do think it's kind of offensive pressure is pretty good. Um, we all say drag the Lucaro. You don't know whether it's going to be special or physical either side. Lucaro, you tend to think more physical because max knuckle stab um, will obviously boost defense, uh, attack. Um, Dragapult, you also think might go attack because you need that. You may need that. Uh, max airstreams coming in as well. Um, so on the other side, though, um, Gardevoir has the Trick Room. Also has the Trick Room Denial with Imprison, uh, which is quite big. Um, more while I'm going to fight Carter on that hill and just say it's trash. Uh, even with Intimidate, you still get take a ton of damage from it. I'm probably going to get O-Code at minus one from mm-hmm. Anything that's going to hit it anyway. So, um, I think though, I mean, if you can get more into a move like you know, it's, you know, uh, not very effective hit, then yeah, it's going to be. Re- you can use it. Um, there's no reason to say you can't use it. Um, but I think overall, um, done a decent enough job. I do think there's going to be some trades made, um, as the weeks go on. But he's covered his weaknesses pretty well. Um, apart from the ground weakness. But then, yeah, so maybe some more ground resists uh, could be an option for him. Yeah, mm-hmm. but solid seven for me overall. For me, uh, for me, I rank this team a little bit higher because of how deadly uh, Dragapult and a Lucario lead can be because they're both immune to Intimidate. You can Dynamax Dragapult, you can even Dynamax Lucario and go for... Uh, you can Sorry, you can Dynamax Dragapult and use... Lucario to go for coaching, uh, that can be very useful. And uh, we did see in Little Road Lessons that Kuribo brought a Dragapult Lucario team in Series 9 uh, to second place in one of our Little Road Rumbles. So I'm not discounting this team at all. Uh, I think there's a lot of potential here. And interestingly, the rest of the Mons can also Dynamax. I really agree with you guys that uh, Alolan Raichu could be the weakest link of this team. Next up, we have um, Howard. So this is the second hail team in the whole uh, league. It's really very rare, so I really want to shout it out. And Howard managed to draft Togekiss as first pick, uh, and then come up with a unorthodox like hail call plus trick room plus a little bit of rain. But I'm not too sure here. Uh, what do you think, guys? Uh, I think Togekiss is probably if. Incineroar is not the the best like mon to draft in this league. It's probably Togekiss, just because it's able to do so much. Um, obviously, I I feel okay about the 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 hail duo when it's good. It's insane. Um, being able to have nine tails for weather denial, especially in this division where you have like you said four sand teams, is going to be fairly important. Uh, the problem is, is nine tails is. Uh, pretty fast overall compared to the other setters. So if you do it on the lead, you're not going to be able to consistently keep your weather up. Um, but there's there's a couple mons here that I just think stick out like sore thumbs. Uh, I think the <laughs> Raboot just actually doesn't do anything. Um, Carl and I were kind of talking through this last night. I think if Raboot had access to Court Change, it'd be a different story, but because that's Cinderace's signature move, it doesn't get access to it. Um, I think Ludicolo is weird on this team. I know Bronzong gets access to Rain Dance. Uh, yep. I believe Togekiss does as well. 
I don't know that one off the top of my head. That one, I like thinking about it. I believe it's true. He does. He does. Um, yeah. Okay. Cool. So being able to have like potential for the like pseudo rain team here as well is fine. Um, I I really like Golork, especially under Trick Room where you can just punch things with uh with Iron Fist, and Hitmonchan I think is like okay. Like it, it's. Probably my least favorite of the the Hitmon trio, but it's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, like we mentioned, there's the pseudo rain team, which I think is what puts this over the top. Um, otherwise, I would have this probably closer to a six or a five, just because I don't have a lot of faith in the hail team per se. Mainly because unlike the other hail team, this one doesn't have a lot of actual like removal of weaknesses. Um, your redirector is also happens just to be weak to steel. Um, so steel type attacks are going to be fair game if you see Togekiss Ninetales on the field. Um, you're going to hit that Togekiss super effectively no matter what at that point. Um, as for just like the rest of the supporting cast, the Drapion's cool. Uh, Raboot doesn't do anything here. Uh, like the best I see is it's like Sucker Punch, which is cool. Like you could Sucker Punch a Bronzong and then go off from there or sucker punch a Golurk and just go nuts. Um Golurk is one of my just like hidden favorites. I love Golurk so much. It's shiny is amazing. Um I just I wish it was better. It was my Reggie Lucky answer for a while when Reggie Lucky was popular in series uh seven and nine. Um but yeah otherwise just like this team feels okay. Like the hail thing, you're gonna get people with hail sometimes because sometimes the teams are just gonna line up against spam blizzard plus snow Ru- slush rush Alolan sand slash, uh, and then sometimes you're just gonna be able to get them with rain with Ludicolo. Um, it it's okay. I think um, one big concern is the the ground weakness. Granted, you do mm-hmm. have the redirection with um, Togekiss being immune to it, um, so it can give a little bit of um, thought to the to the opponents for Howard. Um but yeah if you set up a couple of boosts uh, with Max Quake, your the the main threats of his team are kind of redundant then. Um I mean Sound Slash, yeah, can take a hit pretty well. Um but it's it is at the end of the day it's still on the Sound Slash and will go down to any kind of fire or Fighting Mon. Um, not covered those weaknesses very well either. Only one resist. Um, so the Sand Slash does feel quite vulnerable to me um, in this Hail team. Um, again, Togekiss can protect it to some extent, but you need to switch in the Togekiss from the Ninth Tails and then redirect the move so you've got one turn at least where you can just slap the Sand Slash. Um, yeah. But yeah, overall, I think it's quite solid. Um, I do like the idea of the Ludicolo. Um... <laughs> um, and it does have the grass move, so it can hit the, the water team, the water mons pretty well as well. So um, I don't think there's too many rain teams in this division, though, so um he might ha- might revise that pick and may look for something else um, to counter other weathers. Um, sand is huge, so um, maybe something to, to work in sand that can counter sand as well. Mm-hmm. Mm, that's kind of an interesting point. 
Yeah, so over here we do see all four of us. This is the second team that we have common consensus giving Howard an overall seven. Uh, I think the one small shout out would be that this Bolton might have to put in a little bit of work because some of Howard's mons are susceptible to intimidate and this competitive might be useful to ward off these intimidate uh, opponents. Then I'm also very curious to see because Reboot was our C tier extended list, so we don't we didn't really recommend it. So I'll be curious to see how Howard uh, uses the Reboot, maybe with an Eviolite, but then again, it's not, really not the bulkiest mon out there. Okay, next up we have um, Team 6, uh, coached by KS Knight Rider, and the team name is the Criminal Crocodiles. I made this team logo, I had a lot of fun doing it. And <laughs> KS loves Whimsicott. He, he, he really respects Whimsicott a lot. He thinks that Whimsicott is one of the best draft mods out there. Uh, for me, I beg to differ, but I'll be curious to see how this plays out because the Whimsicott is coupled by a lot of what we call very good stuffs, um, bulky offense mons. Then with that reliable um, Tailwind, I think this team might be okay. However, um, in terms of trick room that I don't really see a very solid strategy so maybe just does not alone I'm not sure if it can work very well what do you guys think so fun fact for y'all uh Scyther is the only mon that when mm. evolved has the same base stat total as his evolution I actually agree with you quite a bit Evan I don't particularly care for Whimsicott in Draft League uh, especially as an S tier pick, um, I I feel like it it does it does a lot, but I don't think it does enough as as an S tier pick. Um, overall, though, I think like you you kind of touched on like them having this uh, trick room mode, but not really like Artifish. I think is gonna have to do like a lot of the heavy lifting under trick room. Um, and, and I mean, like, Dust Noir setting up Trick Room and then maxing itself is not the worst thing. Um, this team does have quite a bit of speed behind it between Whimsicott, Salazzle, Heliolisk, and then, you know, having Tailwind behind all that as well. You have Stab, Airstreams, and Scyther to make them go even faster. Um, you also have Solar Power plus Sunny Day from Whimsicott here, so, like, Heliolisk is actually a pretty decent Dynamax target as well. Overall, I think this seems pretty okay. Being able to pair uh, Dureldon with Whimsicott is also quite exceptional because then you can do fake tears things and just blow things up. Um, I rated this team at a five. Uh, I like I said, like Whimsicott isn't the greatest like S tier pick or draft tier pick in my opinion in general. Uh, and then the fact that we are very reliant on like Duraludon, Salazzle, Heli Heliolisk, and Darmanitan to do most of our damage for us. And there's a big problem with all of these. Uh, three of those four are special attackers. And all four of them are weak to ground. <laughs> and there oh. is not a redirector <laughs> on this team at all. So if your opponent can get somehow get ahead of you, like fake out the Whimsicott and get faster than you, or somehow taunt the Whimsicott and you weren't prepared for that before you get Tailwind up and outspeed you, I don't think you can ever catch back up once they get a Max Quake off. Um, like, 
Salazzle, yes, can outspeed a lot of things naturally, but Duraludon really needs that help of trying to catch up in speed. Um, and if it just happens to be like an earth power into Duraludon, you can kiss your Duraludon goodbye. It's just gone. Um, but yeah. Otherwise, this team is just kind of middling. Um, we've got this Trick Room package. It doesn't do a whole lot. And uh, I feel like the team is definitely lacking in the uh, tools department a little bit. I think um, the Dusk Noir pick is actually just more of a, not counter Trick Room, but just something that just annoys you, um, in my view. You have the option there, but you don't really want to use it. Um Ooh. I do think he's though he's done pretty well. He's drafted sixteen types and no kind of yes. dual typings, which is quite nice. Um he does have that ground weakness, but um kinda overall he's done pretty well with the rest of the typings, like having resist to a lot of other things. Um he does have some physical threats. Crocodile's pretty good as well, having the the Moxie ability as well as Intimidate. So if he feels like he wants to take over the game of Crocodile, he can do that. Um but overall, I think it's like kind of just a solid draft in my view. Um, Whimsicott, Duraludon, as you touched on, just a good core. Um, Salazzle can mm -hmm. be annoying, can hit steel types as well with poison moves just to be even more annoying. Um, Helios is very strong. Um, if you're able to get Sunny Day uh, with Whimsicott, then yeah, it's going to do a... It's, yeah, it's going to do a lot of damage. It's very frail though, so he's got to kind of position well um, with his offensive mons to make sure um, he can keep them defended very well. Because I think that's, like, his main off his main offense mons are frail, and his other mons are quite bulky, so he needs to position well to get them in a position where they his offense can carry him. Yeah, like you guys say, I think Whimsicott Duraludon was super popular back in series... Um, 3 or Series 5 and this is sort of very similar to what uh, the format that we are going for now so hopefully um, KS can sort of pilot these mons pretty well and um, yeah Sweet mentioned that 16 total types I think this is the second out of 3 teams that managed to draft um, a lot of types to sort of cover each other's weaknesses uh, let's, let's just see how things play out whether this can work very well for these uh, coaches or not. Incidentally, uh, the one more um, team that we covered just now, Pokert's team, right, with 16 total types. KS and Pokert were the um, runners-up, right, in the LML, and they sort of have a very similar draft style and play style. So uh, this is usually what you get um, from them, drafting a team of like 16 types with very rare um, mons that stack typings. Um, this is the reason why I gave um, this team 8.5 is because it does have a lot of tools and a lot of very good coverage moves to prep well for each week. And um, I think almost everyone can come. Lastly, I'm very interested to see a Dynamax Eviolite Scyther work because, like we said, there are very few um, like rock mons out there. Uh, however, this draft guard division has a has set four sand teams, so the Scyther might have to just watch out and try and avoid these matchups. <laughs> okay, next up we have Shadow Giraffe and the Gaelic Grim Snarls. I'm not sure what that flag is in the background, uh, but that's uh, it's his. the Irish flag. It's Irish, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's Ireland. nice. Yeah, I, 
I think he's from Ireland too. So, a uh, very interesting mascot pick. And this is a stereotypical Grim Snow draft. Um, the mons are quite unorthodox, not what, not the mons you see every day. But to me, this is um, a generally very bulky and uh, it does very good offense as well. What do you guys think? No, it's it's really interesting. Um, I feel like it's just missing something. I feel like this team is really lacking uh, like true Dynamax targets. I think Toxicity is like okay. Uh, obviously, you know we've talked about it multiple times where Max Quake is going to be really popular again, and Toxicity does not meet that criteria of being able to take one and is also like not only is weak to it but also doesn't like the after effects of max quake um you have tangrowth here for redirection so you can do like it plus sigilith to set up trick room if you really need to or sigilith to set tailwind um but like overall i i feel like this team is just really missing uh, a true dynamax target yeah, that's kind of what gives me issues as well. It's like there's no actual real Dynamax target. Um, we have a lot of good tools to keep Toxicity alive with Taeyang Growth, with Corviknight, with Sigalyph. Uh, all these kind of ground remunities and redirection for resist hits and whatnot. Um, but not having a true, like, real Dynamax target uh, kind of gives us some issues. Plus, it's just like... Sigilyph, yes, I think Sigilyph gets Rain Dance, so you can do Swift Swim Seismitoad things, and it's fine, and you have Rain Dance to keep your Agaslash alive. Um, I feel like Scoliopede and Hitmonlee are going to have to show up for this team a lot, just because you're really lacking in physical like output otherwise. Uh, I'm going to go in the opposite way. I think this uh, team has a good, uh, a fair amount of Dynamax threats. Um, Grimmsnarl is the big one for me. Um, you can play uh, physical Grimmsnarl very well. Um, I also think that Toxicity is still a good Dynamax target. If you remove the ground um, types from the opposing team, you can just run over a team with Toxicity. Um, Aegislash is actually also a fairly decent um, Dynamax target. Um, you know, in that sword stance with its low defenses, given that extra boost and bolt could be pretty handy. Um, also dynamaxing it into in shield stance and taking a hit first could be very pivotal. Um, especially if your opposing one is going for a trick room or tailwind or something to change the speed tier for the turn afterwards, where Aegis Slash is like, "Oh, I'm in sword mode. I'm going to slap you again." Um, but I think I think there's a lot of options um, from from my point of view or the way I think about this team. Um, anyway, so although the the you know Sigilyph as well is a very the, one of the rare mons to have both Tailwind and Trick Room. Um, so it, yeah, very very um, creative from my point of view. I'd like to have this team as well if I could play it. So that's why I uh, I gave it an eight. Yeah, I'm going to have to agree with uh, Sweet here because you really have to respect a Grimmsnarl draft. I think Sweet knows very well. Uh, there's a lot of things that Grimmsnarl can do to support the team. And in our multi-battle league, we saw Grimmsnarl and Hitmonlee played to perfection. 
you know, Kimonli sort of threatens the fake out and the coaching onto the physical Grims now. And you know, the clue is right in front of us. His logo is a uh, G Max Grims now. Then um, the team called Martin Sorok, they went with Kimonli bullet punch into Grims now, uh, pickpocket uh, weakness policy. Then you pickpocket Kimonli's life off. And Dynamax screams now to do a lot of damage. So that can be a possible option. And I think Sweet correctly identified that. Otherwise, um, Detonator is also very good. I feel like these mons have generally good value uh, in Shadow Giraffe's team. Alright, moving on. Team 8 is H-Christ's team. H-Christ is also a very active member in Literal Lessons. And he loves Mantine and Mantike. So his team name is the Mansfield Mantikes, but he didn't draft Mantike as a uh, draft pick, but he does have a lot of queer, non-fully evolved mons in Togepi and Fletchling. And going for the Togepi as a turn one draft, um, it's kind of sus. Then followed by Melama and Elder, making this a very unorthodox and strange draft in my opinion. And look at that base stat total average, 432. This is uh, this is like at length the lowest uh, base stat total we have seen in the whole league. What do you guys think? I think that Henry did not fully utilize his points, for one. Um, you know, he left 40 points on the table, and so he could have upgraded either Fletchling or Togepi into a higher tier pick, and that would uh, not only improve that like base value, uh, that base stat value, but also, like, I think improve the team overall. Um, since you have Braviary here, I don't really think you need Fletchling. So, like, you have your Tailwind Bond, and that way you already have Redirection in Togepi. So, like, you're able to get Tailwind up pretty consistently with Braviary in that instance. And it just puts on a lot more pressure than something like Fletchling, who, you know, when Talonflame needs to focus Sash to be able to do its thing consistently, Fletchling just, I, I, I feel like it's just a non-issue when it comes to when when it comes to actually drafting um i, I like rotom i like the redirection that togepi offers so you can like nasty plot and or will-o-wisp or you know really be able to fully utilize rotom but i i feel like there's a lot missing to make this team exceptional but i also think henry is a good enough player that he's going to be able to take these mons and definitely catch opponents off guard week in and week out. So I'm going to give away a secret tech here. Eldegloss Malamar is disgusting. Um, for those that may not know, uh, cotton down triggers when anything hits cotton, uh, hits Eldegloss, uh, and it triggers for everything. So Malamar is going to be much faster than you, and you're going to be super duper slow by the time you get through this Eldegloss. And then Malamar can just baton pass out into whatever threat henry wants and that threat's gonna probably be at plus two attack plus two defense and like plus six speed <laughs> um i would rate this team higher otherwise other than the fact that the rest of the team feels kind of lacking uh like carter said we left 40 points on the table could easily mm -hmm. upgrade one of these mons into an a tier pick that we may not use um like, this Fletching doesn't really do a whole lot. It, it pulls a lot of redundancy, I feel like, with Braviary on this team as well. Um, and also not being, like, that fire type that, like, its evolved form Fletchlinder is. Uh, kind of just means that Fletchling just kind of lacks a lot of 
the offensive like utility that Fletchinger and Talonflame offer. Yeah, I think that like I gave a seven um, for that tech that I wasn't going to reveal to try and see if their opponents would realize <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, Carl. Uh, fun there fact: Gil already revealed that for everyone. So. Oh well, there we go then. Um, I mean, <laughs> the first pick Togepi was very questionable. I think uh, like you could even well, you could have bought Togetic, and we probably you might you guys might have even bumped that up a point just for the fact that it's Togetic instead of Togepi. Yeah, um, it's literally the reason it's lower is because the misutilization of your points. You have left yeah. 40 points on the table, which is essentially a whole pick. At the same time, in Carter's view, uh, he has two S-tiers. <laughs> so there we go. That, uh, does. That, is, that is one of the reasons I gave him a 6 and not like a 4. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think um, overall, like as the as the draft goes on, there the, the will be a trade. Like, I think we can almost guarantee Ooh. that Henry may Yeah, there's just, always going to be trades. He's, he's, I think from Henry, though, he's definitely going to think, oh, might might not realize he left forty points. He might have just thought his last pick, because I think his last pick was a C tier. Yeah, it was Luxio. So maybe he was like scrambling for a B tier intimidate and he couldn't find one. So he just had well, go draft Luxio and then I'll make a trade after week one. Um so maybe that was his thinking. Uh we we won't know unless we ask him personally. Um but I think overall like he's got he's definitely got tools to do okay. Um even with I think he just needs like, you know, like one or more two one or two more trades, um, it'd be pretty good. Um, things to note, he's weak to fairy. There's no fairy switching as well. Yeah. Um, and he's got some good immunities, and everything else is kind of okay. Um, I mean, he's only got 11 types, so he doesn't have like a massive amount of resistances. Um, but, yeah, I think, and also the speed thing is big. Um, he doesn't have any actual fast mons. His fastest mon is Rotom Wash, um, which we all know isn't amazingly fast. So <laughs> even if he sets up Tailwind, he still might be slower than a lot of other teams. Which is real rough. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so he's going to have to rely on that Runerigus to set up a Trick Room or something. Um, and there's nothing... I don't think anything else really gets Trick Room, does it? No, it's Malamar. Malamar, sorry, yeah. I about to say Malamar does. Yeah, so... Because when in Monotype League, it was my only dark type that could set Trick Room. Yeah, speaking of Monotype League, do you guys remember the team Saber? He used normal types in it. One of the weeks, they tried Fletchling with Bravery, and it was pretty effective, so... Maybe they could play out, um, get Fleshling to set up Tailwind instead of Bravery, but and, I feel like... And these... Max of Bravery. Yeah, I could see yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure if Henry worked with Saber back in the day. Um, but it was my sweet. point about these, like... Yeah, I was see, right? My point about these, like, repeat typings, repeat normal flying, repeat electric, repeat water, this is really redundancy, and then um, his, Henry does have a lot of leeway to use his traits wisely and sort of improve the team. Yeah, then uh, one more thing to also talk like, um, you know, re relieve um, LRL history is that if he switches one of these mods into a Meryl, then or an Azuril, then he can work very well with that Runerigus, uh, and that's quite a fan favorite. So next up, we have Quiver Dancer, one of our newer members in LRL with the Canadian Chinchinos uh, and going for a Meowstick male first pick. Uh, notably, Quiver also gave um, Sweet 
a list of wants to draft. So uh, Sweet kind of took that into account and came up with this draft. In general, uh, Meowstick is really useful with prankster screens and then um, other support options. And then drafting Rillaboom next is very surprising to see Rillaboom go quite late in the draft. Uh, and overall, this team seems to be um, generally bulky, in my opinion. What do you guys think? Hey, uh, I really like Rillaboom. <laughs> but I unfortunately just feel like this team is a little too much all over the place. Mm -hmm. um, I think Archaeops just does not accomplish anything on its own. Um, you have, like, Kothagrigus to set Trick Room. Uh, and Meowstic Mail. But Carter, Archaeops has some interesting tech. Go on. So, you know uh, Meowstic? Uh-huh. You know uh, what move Meowstic gets? Skill swap. Skill swap. There we go. Okay. Completely so make Archaeops redundant. I mean, sure, but it's still an Archaeops and gets one-shot by, like, anything in the format. With screens. Don't forget. <laughs> Can't do both at the same time. You get one or the other, not both. It sets like, him up. You don't have to lead Archaeops. You just have to have it in the back. Ready to go. So, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm i not exceptionally high on this team. Um, I think Rillaboom's going to have to do a ton. I think uh, Sinchino uh, is going to have to be able to, like, actually be a decent threat here. Yeah. Um, like, you have you have skill links so you can actually punch things um so you can do like scarf after you and set trick room that way with Cofagrius as well um but like you also have this charger bug and you don't really have anything to utilize battery so like that feels kind of out of place and again ditto is like the best and worst mon on your opponent's team so it feels like this is just a little too much all over the place for me to be able to say confidently that this team is great. Yeah, kind of in the same boat. Um, like, this team, like, there's Archaeops, obviously, with skill swap. Um, you could also just happen to, like, have your Kofagrigus hit the Archaeops, or, like, vice versa, and somehow get Mummy on your Archaeops, too. <laughs> Remove that defeatist. Um but outside of that, it's just like you're really reliant on Rillaboom and Chinchino on doing a ton of damage. You also just have Crobat for Tailwind stuff, so that's kind of cool, and Kofagrigus for just Trick Room stuff. But uh, yeah, this team feels a little bit too much just spread out. There's no real wide focus on anything like a lot of these other draft league teams that we've seen in this group. Yeah, I mean, I give it eight like draft. Uh, yeah, I, I that, that's just the rule. <laughs> yeah, I I can't like. I was in like I wasn't like chatting with Quiver Dance the whole time, but he kind of gave me his list and things he wanted to do. So I kind of have a bit more insight in what he wants to do. I wasn't able to get a lot of his like number one drafts. Just looking at his thing now, but yeah, I got a lot of things that he liked to play with. Um, so he knows that, kind that's of, all you can really do yeah so I mean he can make trades if he wants to um, that's, that's the that's the kind of hard thing with drafting for another player is you kind of have to remove your own mindset out and try and absorb as much as the other player wants to and I literally don't I've never even spoken to Quiver Dancer um, 
a lot uh, before drafting anyway. So um, it was really tough for me. Um, but I think overall, like seeing what he wants to do, uh, I think I've done okay. Like the charger bug, yeah, was kind of like a, I left that. It was my second to last pick. Yeah, because I wanted to save the Archaeops for for last pick. Um, it, I think it like there is there is some couple couple of neat techs that he's got going that I won't reveal. Um, with a lot of these ones, and Cofagrigus does a whole lot of damage. By the way, um, mm-hmm. you just got to get it into a place to um get it protected enough, or get it. I, I wish Cofagrigus was uh Indriano's run hacks. He has Cofagrigus's Steel Ghost. It is such a nuisance. Oh like my that, god! I think single handedly no, would make this like thing so here. much better. Like, let me tell you, Agaslash's Steel Ghost typing is nuts. Uh. That that would be insane. Yeah, it, like it, it. Ever since I've seen that, I'm just like, man, Copagrigus could be so much better. <laughs> yeah, interesting points throughout. Uh, I think my rating of five sort of um, brings the overall grade lower. Like then we sort of come to a neutral consensus here. Uh, I do agree with Carter and Cow in that this team seems a little bit messy, um, and it does have to get creative to sort of find some footing and um, be sure of what he wants to do. Uh, this is very rare in a draft league. I have I've seen a few drafts before, but but this is a team without a fantasy core. There's no fairy, no dragon, no steel. At the same time, no fire mon as well. So uh, this is something that Quiver really needs to look out for when preparing week to week uh, because these fire, fairy, dragon, steel, and fire moves are extremely important. Yeah. So moving on to um, team number 10, uh, this is Esther and the Italian Appletons. I'm not sure where they're from, I'm not sure if they're from Italy, um, but drafting uh, Appleton as the mascot with a very cute logo. And here we have another Metagross team. So this is uh, our resident Metagross team of the um, guard division, and this time with uh, Salamence, and generally very good mons very solid mons to support the metagross very well what do you guys think i think sableye metagross is going to be able to carry this team quite a bit yes. um intimidate from salamence can also make a big difference here uh you have two uh essentially two of the best vgc mons in uh incineroar and rillaboom but just <laughs> not <laughs> fully there <laughs> um Torcat and flacky i think are both actually exceptionally good in draft league and uh the fact that he has both of them on this team just means that you're gonna have to play that game of okay where's the eviolite and i think that that actually is very big for this team um i'm also a big fan of beware i know like historically it's never really done anything and like it's typing's not the best its abilities aren't the best but I think there are definitely going to be able to be weeks where Beware is going to be an A+. Plus. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like this Metagross team compared to the other Metagross uh, team. The mm-hmm. The big difference here is, is like we're not all in on Metagross. We do have Metagross synergies with Sableye and uh, Intimidate on, like Double Intimidate for Salamence and Thwacky to help Metagross just survive more hits. Um, uh, but uh, we also just... Dynamax Salamence and just sweep through teams with Moxie Salamence. That's a thing we can do. Uh, we have Jellicent here to Dynamax Jellicent after our Trick Room goes up and can just sweep through that. Um, 
I'm not sure if we have any good way to activate weak armor on Crustal. None that I'm aware of, but there is probably good ways to do it. Um, that's something else you could probably do. And I do like Beware on this team. It fills a lot of the good roles that you really wanted it to do. Um, the one downside is, is you just have a bunch of weaknesses for Beware. So it's not the best kind of switch in Mon. It's more of a hope and pray that my opponent didn't bring answers to Beware kind of day. Oh, I would, um, I rated it a little bit lower, um, at seven, but I think, um, the main thing, like, he has the Toraka and Thraki, but I don't think you needed to draft both in this team, especially when you have Intimidate on the Salamance. Like, yeah, Torakat can be just as annoying as an Incineroar, um, but I think his points could have been used on another sort of pressure mon. Um, offensively, in my in my view, so like he's got his top two picks like super duper good, like pseudo pseudo legendaries essentially, and like even a C tier picks are like kind of decent. They do a lot of damage. They can take a hit. Um, but with Torakat Thwacky, you either put Sash on one and Eviolet on the other, and that's if you're taking them both, that is, and that's kind of it. One of them's going to be super weak, and one of them's not. Um. The Jellicent's there's solid pick as well. Um, does a lot for this team, I think. Um, can counter trick room, can set up trick room. Um, but yeah, I think overall, like it's a it's a solid draft. Um, but yeah, kind of needs to make sure that the Sableye Metros can just kind of sweep teams. Uh, in my opinion, yeah, good points overall. Interestingly. Uh, Mocha's team, the Midtown Metagross, right, from Cotton Division, has the same rating, uh, 7.5. So this goes to show how much we respect uh, Metagross teams. I think they are pretty average. I think this team, to me, actually, um, is better. I think I would have given it a higher rating if I looked at it a little bit uh, harder because um, Sableye Metagross should be better than something like Duskwalk's Metagross. Um, also, both teams have a Toracat. So uh, this seems to be a very good call, I guess, and to me, Thoracat and Tweki will put in a lot of work for this team, and I do hope to see them do well. Uh, I'm, like, uh, countering sweet in that there are some times where Tweki can just come in with a choice band set or something more unique uh, that can steal games. Yeah, because I've used Tweki before. Alright, next up, we have Ted and the Pummeling Likivikis. Ted has been in a lot of uh, different draft leagues and I've seen him and seen him, seen him do, do his run throughout these draft leagues also uh, in the last week he did he did a, a, a what's that a, an exhibition match with Wendell I think yeah and he posted it in our self club so um, coming off of a strong uh, first pick in Primarina and then going with Nian Shao and his mascot Liki Liki um and in general, uh, I feel like this is a good stuff's team with a very interesting fairy dragon steel core. Uh, what do you guys think? Uh, you know, you, you mentioned his fancy core, but I actually want to talk about his, his firewater grass core here with Free Marina, Flareon, and Maractus. Um, nice. I actually really like Maractus on this team. The fact that you can just like do surf things with Free Marina next to it and then fire off like 
pretty decent uh, special attacks off of Maractus is pretty great. Uh, the fact that you're able to switch in on the water types that do threaten your Flareon is also great, as well as Steelix to an extent too, because you know uh, Steelix has that base 200 defense, but a uh, special defense of like 50. Is that correct? Yeah. Swede would know. He's the one who drafted it last. Yep. So I, uh, I actually really like 65, I think, but yeah, low yeah. anyway. Yeah, close enough. Um, but you know, I I think this team is pretty all right. Um, I think personally. I do like the the last team more with the Metagross team, just because I feel like it's a little more cohesive. But I, I think that the bonds on this team are definitely going to be able to pull their own weight individually. Yeah, the the cores are there. It hits all the right buttons. It's got good threats. It's got good supports. This is a very middle of the road. Like this is going to top cut most likely kind of team. Like. You play it what you could almost just be an average player and play with this team and you're probably gonna do well with it. Um there's a couple weird C tier picks. I'm not the biggest fan of Spirit Tomb here. Um it feels kinda off. It feels kinda like Shen's like wanted a immunity to like normal and like psychic, but I don't know why we would want that. Um and then the Lycanroc Midnight form, I'm not sure what it does for this team either. Besides just being like extra water weaknesses and extra grass weaknesses, it has no guard. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Let me let every move hit this. <laughs> it has no guard. Yeah, I did it. You did it. Good job. <laughs> um, yeah, this is like I said, it's a it's a solid seventeen for me for sure. I like Alakazam too. I like that a lot. Yeah, um, I think kind of I gave it an eight actually. I kind of felt I was a bit generous on this one actually. To be fair, um. Lack of Tailwind um, does worry me, especially when we have mm. the Lycan Rock, which isn't, it's not the fast, it's the slowest of the Lycan Rocks, am I right? Yes. Yeah, Midnight is the slowest. Yeah, so yeah. you've picked the slowest Lycan Rock. Dragonite's not exactly fast, but it does get max airstream. Primarina's very middling. Um, yeah, so if you're playing a speed game, you're going to have a hard time, um, so it looks like you're just going to have to play the bulk game. Um but luckily, he's got some good bulk mons um, with like the you know, Licky Licky, the Steelix. Spirit Tomb is fairly bulky as well. Has three immunities, one weakness, and can take a hit. So I think um, like the Spirit Tomb was like a decent pickup. Um, again, it's one of those unknown mons. Not a lot of people use it. Um, so it, I don't even know what it does myself. So if I was ever to come up against it, I'll find out what um, support moves it, has it gets, a I'm sure. Sick shiny. Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> let me um, tell you. <laughs> and yeah, I think this team does very, really well um, into weather teams with the Licky Licky as well, because it can just sit there and just switch off your weather and say, yeah, you have to, you have to go through me first before we, I allow you to go fast. So, yeah, yeah, very I... interesting. Yeah, very interesting points uh, overall. I think one team that this team might be lacking is that it doesn't have Tailwind. Uh, you might have to always just rely on Dragon Knight going for Max Air Stream. So against opponents, hyper-offensive teams, I'm not sure if this team can fare that well. And then he might have to just rely on uh, Spiritum trying to go for a Trick Room. Uh, I really like Carter's point about the Emeractus. Maybe with the Storm Drain, he can protect certain mons well. I think Scarf like Kenrock is uh, has been a very valid strategy I've seen throughout other draft leagues with no guard. Stone Age or No Guard Rock Slide doing a ton of damage. And we do know that uh, Rock, you know, 
can be a very useful type uh, against quite a lot of these teams. Okay, let's move on to Team 12 really quickly. Uh, NJ from our Daycare PokeCup Little Cup server with the Celebes Celebi. And look at that, like look at the, the, the order, right? Cinderace is not his first pick. He managed to pick up Gotitel and Azumaru, forming sort of a parish trap call. I think shoutouts to the rest of the parish trap teams that I didn't mention. There was a Gotorita and a Politoed, and there was another Gotitel in uh, Cotton Draft. Then followed by Azumaru, and then finally Cinderace. That's very surprising for Cinderace to go in the like in his third pick. Yeah, and then um, the rest of the team seems to be pretty okay. I don't really agree with quite a lot of this. Uh, unorthodox C-tier picks, uh, and we have two uh, very funny non-fully evolved mods that we don't really see every day. What do you guys think? Uh, so I know, you know, piggybacking off your, your C-tier, like, talk here, um, Morpico is, like, very okay. Uh, like <laughs> it, it obviously, like, it can do some very cool things. Uh, especially if it's backed up with like decent speed control, but the problem is, is like there's no actual like tailwind on this team, and when you have a base ninety seven speed stat here with more Pico, you just want to go faster so you can actually outspeed some bigger threats. Uh, granted, you do have like Halucha and you have Cinderace who can both uh, max airstream, but uh, I, I think like like more Pico is very okay. Obstagoon, I think, actually pairs well with Cinderace and that Halucha and Sandaconda to an extent, too. Just being able to, like, deter off the Intimidators in the format. Um, Celio, I think, is pretty bad. Um, I, I don't really see Celio doing anything here. Even holding an Eviolite, it probably still gets one-shot by a ton of things. And Lickitung having Cloudine, I actually think is pretty, pretty unique. Uh, especially since this division, like you said, has four sand teams, a rain team. Um, I believe it has a sun team. Uh, it has God hail. Doesn't. Yeah, God Darkest has hail. Okay, okay. One hail, uh, one hail, two rain, and three, four sand. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, you know, seven out of 20 teams, right? So, I mean, there's a non-zero chance that Lickitung actually is going to be able to come and do a ton of work. So, uh, overall, I think this seems okay. I think Gazetel Azumarill is really interesting, especially if you can uh, trap your opponents early game, or more importantly, clean up late game against your opponents. Um, you have potential for like weakness policy, Sandaconda things next to Azumarill to like Aqua Jet them. Not the best strategy, but it is something you technically can do. Um, overall, I, I think it's okay. I think it's going to have to be piloted really well to be able to exceed uh, exceed expectations. Yeah, in the same boat here. It's Parish Trap. It's gonna be hard. It's harder to pilot uh, effectively. So a lot of the uh, points that we would normally give teams is gonna be is really reliant on the player optimizing and just using the team really, really well. Um, Car over here trying to sneeze on me. No, it's yawning. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, this later pick Cinderace reminds me a lot of Captain Unova's team in the Cotton Group. Uh, getting that third pick Charizard. Um, as just kind of this, like this power pick for your team, it just kind of fits really well with the rest of the things that NG's trying to do here. Um, I like Lickitung and I like Obstacle a lot more. Pico is fine. Um, it's electric coverage, has fake out and some stuff like that. So I feel like where Pico is a, an okay C, pick, C tier pick, if you're like needing electric types, um, 
I just I don't agree with the Celio. It's why it's at a six instead of a seven for me. Um, Halucha doesn't have any really great synergies going on. Yeah, um, I can't find it. Like Moldbreaker is really really cool, so it's like mm-hmm. you get to do stuff with that, and that's kind of nice. But you're probably wanting to do unburdened things more, and it's going to be a little bit harder to do that. And it takes requires a little bit more setup than compared to just like a terrain like everybody else has been doing with stuff like that. Uh, Holich's tech is um, the moss item. The you gain special attack yeah. oh, when you yeah, get hit by one. Absorb bulb. Um, absorb bulb. That's absorb it. Bulb. You get, yeah. yeah aqua jet. Right. Aqua jet into absorb bulb. I think that's okay. the that's the tech. Uh, that's the best but, one. Yeah. That's the best one I can find I, anyway. <laughs> but I think um, the absorb bulb boosts your special attack. It yeah, does. yeah, it does. That that that's that's why I said it was the special thing I Literally, just after the speed boost. That's all I care about. Uh, okay. But touching on that, it's very like, it's very physical, offensive. Um, I think you only got like one or two special like main mm-hmm. threats in this team. But apart from that, everything seems to be physical. So quite um easy to prep for even with the obstacle being there you can just set up steel spikes you can set up reflects um mm-hmm. he's only got two steel resistances no weaknesses though um but i still wouldn't mind i mean cinderace do you count it as a fire type with all its type changing because it could be weak one day it can be resistant the next so i i've it could be sure. a normal type. it could be no yeah it could be could be a dark type could be electric it could type. always be fire because they're playing blaze yeah there's all, all that cinderace there you go there you go so unless they're playing blaze um cinderace can be like a lot of types anyway so there's only real one real um resist um which is the more pico and the more pico doesn't take a hit very well um, as far no, as I no, know, so <laughs> it probably still doesn't want to take a steel spike. Um, no. but overall, if he can, if NG can get the kind of the bulk sorted and he can kind of get through um, any physical walls, um, I think he's going to do relatively well. Um, to note as well, the Sandaconda and Lickitung don't synergize very well, um, because you don't. The opponents don't take the sand chip as well as you, um, so just be careful with that. I think mm-hmm. but, um, he's done. A, he's done. A, he's got got a solid draft. Got a very good um, top mons, um, and see how he can play out with these kind of middling mons as well. Um, no tailwind as well. Obviously, a big thing. Um, so yeah, that kind of what brings it down to a seven for me. Oh, and fairy weakness. Yes. Uh, fairy and uh, to some extent fighting, but not not all of these C tiers would come. And I think Buck. Um, so NJ kind of has to be aware of uh, opponents' random Buck type coverage. You know, like something like Mega Hornet Caesar. Then, uh, for me, I rated this team a little bit high because I do respect that Perish Trap mode. Um, not only in Gothitelle but also in Sandaconda, and that could do pretty well. And the team kind of covers Gotitel's weakness. Let's just close one eye and not look at the dark weakness, but it does cover the ghost and the dark weakness, um, almost always allowing Gotitel to stay on the field for, you know, two or three turns. Then the Cinderace forms this, like, fairy dragon steel core, like the steel being the Cinderace and dragon being 
uh, executor and then Ferry being Azumaru, and I think that can be quite uh, effective. And that, at the same time, also forms that firewater grass call. So I thought uh, this synergy could be interesting. Uh, however, instead of going fast, most of the time I feel like NJ might want to go slow. Yeah. Then uh, one small, one last thing. I think Filio can be very niche. Uh, but I do agree with you guys. Like I don't really see much use for it. And then Ligitang is uh, almost as bulky as Porygon 2. Uh, but I do know that Porygon 2 is bulkier. Okay, next up we have, oh, that's my team, uh, with my Poggers first pick as uh, my favorite mon of all time, Senshu. Then I sort of um, went around there and tried to draft a, a Sand team, because I do know that like people are just going to gun down uh, like my Senshu, so I might as well draft another ground-type mon to uh, sort of keep things simple. And at first people thought that I was going to draft a mono ground draft, but that's not why. I... Two, uh, and this is my first time drafting a team without redirection, so I kind of feel a little bit vulnerable. Uh, otherwise, uh, there are some unique things that I want to do uh, for these mons, and I do hope that there can be some synergy, not only in paper, but also in practice. Uh, what do you guys think? So I don't, I don't want to give away like all your secrets here, just because like this team looks super cool on paper. Um, I'm, I'm a big fan of, like, the Stoutland Hippo Excadrill Core, uh, just being able to, to do, like, Sand Force plus Sand Rush on, on Stoutland is pretty great. Uh, Rabombi being able to speed swap onto something like Wishy Washy makes it a huge threat in and of itself. Uh, being able to do, like, Surf Wishy Washy next to Cradilly under, uh, under, no, we don't have Tail, uh, we don't have Trick Room, right? No. No. Okay. Uh, so, like, being able to, like, surf your Cradilly with Wishy-Washy to give it a plus one is, like, okay. Um, not the best thing you could do, but it, it is a thing you can do. I, I actually really like this team, and because I know it's you, uh, it's going to be, like, a 12 out of 10, so. Yeah, the uh, writing hey. joke we had when Carter and I were uh, rating this is, like, whatever we rate it, you have to add, like, five points to it afterwards <laughs> so it could be like a 13 out of 10 and it'll be fine um you have a lot of cool synergies um i like the whole hip out on excadrill thing um it plus you have credelia here just like to absorb all the water type attacks that they're going to want to spam into them um you also have wishy-washy to kind of switch in on it um the reason it's not a little bit higher is mainly just like your tools are a little bit lacking like you mentioned there's no real tailwind there's no real trick room so you're kind of locked into your speeds and mm -hmm. like you're real reliant on extra drill just going fast or um, uh, Stoutland going super duper fast uh, or just like hoping that your opponent just sets Trick Room and then you just packed Cradilly and Wishy Washy in the back. Um, otherwise, like we said, this is like we, we rated it about as fairly as we could, but we know how good you are. So like these eights are technically like 13s and 14s. So you're fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so fat that guy. Yeah, I think that's uh, mainly my nine. I gave a bit too much respect to Evan on this one, but uh, <laughs> if, if, if it was me in this team, it would be like a three, but <laughs> quite easily. But um, yeah, Evan's not a draft league champion for by no fluke anyway. So um, I I quite like actually. Like it's funny. Like Sandra 
can be fun. Uh, you have Sandville, right? So you can just like mm-hmm. stick on a bright powder as well and just go try and hit me. You can't hit me. <laughs> uh, yeah, like, that's actually a very good idea. Uh, like, try and hit me, guys. Come on. It's just a sand shoe. Um, but yeah, I think like overall, like, you've, yeah, the, the, the offense is there. Definitely. The defenses are there as well to some extent. Um, but it's just kind of trying to take that hit. Um, and if you take too many hits before you're able to get your offense down, then yeah, you can, I feel like you can be, um, overrun once you get behind, but I think it's trying to get you behind in the first place is going to be difficult because you've got so much bulk already before intimidate. Um, but yeah, no kind of, no real tailwind, no real trick room does hurt you as well so um i think like on like fair reflection like i'd probably actually give it like a six or a seven probably lingering towards like six and a half basically um like normally but yeah yeah we go i gave you some respect you get a nine (laughs) yeah i think writing off um sweet's point like no no, having no tailwind and no trick room reliably uh sort of hurt the team therefore I need to come up with very creative uh, ways to maintain my speed control. I think the speed swap on the Rebombi is a given, and I think that's something that opponents are definitely going to prepare for, and uh, I can play some mind games and probably do something different. Uh, I didn't really think of not having a trick room option, which is why I drafted uh, Wishiwashi, like a very slow, reliable mon in trick room, to sort of be a Trojan horse, just in case someone sets up trick room so that you can uh, get in and dynamics and try and make an impact. Then I did uh, realize that I have a water weakness. Therefore, I purposely drafted Toxic Croak uh, and Credivi to sort of uh, add some insurance, like buying insurance policies to protect my sand users and more importantly, protect the very important S tier mon in Excadrill. Yeah, thanks for all your comments, guys. Okay, next up, we yeah, I'm also curious as to know as to how I'm gonna perform because <laughs> this is something that's very uh, out of my comfort zone. I don't usually draft uh, repeat typings. Yeah. Okay. So next up, we have Evan doesn't top cut. <laughs> oh that's no. A okay. <laughs> uh, here we have God and the Gatorsburg Gookies, uh, the third team, I believe, with uh no S tier draft, and this is very similar to. Uh, another hard trick room team that we saw with Escavalier and um, God just went straight for all these A tiers and B tiers and I would say this is a generally uh, bulky good stuffs team uh, what do you guys think? I really like all of the, the A tier picks here with Chandelure hitting on top Excavalier I think like individually they look weird uh, but when you're able to pair them all together it, it actually makes a really synergistic team being able to uh, intimidate the mons that like chandelier feel uh chandelure feel uh fears uh being able to switch in on the fire type attacks with chandelure it from excavalier is great um you have like a fast mode if you want to be able to go with like noivern um galissapod can do a ton of damage and then be able to come back in later and do it again um aromatease is like the one thing i'm just like this is kind of okay. Obviously, it's going to be able to set Trick Room, but that's like it in Aurora Veil. Uh, is it uh, Aroma Veil? Is that right? 
Yep. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it like it's okay. Um I'm not a fan of the C tier mons, and I think you could probably swap both of them to make um this team a little more synergistic. Mm-hmm. Just because I don't think like Kadabra is all that impressive, and I think Shifri is like bottom of the barrel. Um one of the big things that stands out for me is if you don't get Trick Room up or if you're trying to do Tailwind, you have no good switch in for max airstreams. Uh, like, you're going to get... It's a neutral hit on most of your team and super effective hit on a couple of your tools that you like to use, like your Galissapod, like your Hitmontop, um, your Grass-type and Shiftery. Uh, just like, if you get outsped after you've set up Tailwind, you're just not doing your thing anymore and your opponent just gets to kind of take over the game um the other thing is like i'm not sure like damage wise where we're going to actually come from it's just like elisapod can do things early but like first impression is what elisapod's known for and if it gets a second hit off then it's really really good but a lot of the times your opponent's just going to double into it and make you forced to switch it out to where it doesn't actually get to do that. And then you got to pull it back in so you can do it again and try to get going again. And it's it just relieves a lot of the pressure that a Galissapod immediately gets to put off. Um, so I'm not as high on this draft. It feels a little broken because of our speed tiers just like so drastic. But then our middle tiers aren't always the best offensive tools. Like Chandelure is like the best offensive tool we have in that middle speed tier. Yeah, I think um, I this is where I started to get tired at night doing the <laughs> rest of the ratings. I did think I um, gave this team a bit too much respect, um, not being able to take a max airstream well at all. Um, it does have some like special offense as well, so I don't have a problem with its offensive. Um, it's there's a lot of mix in it. Um, the big thing is is. I'm not sure why this team just didn't go hard trick room because the Noivern does seem out of place. Like, yeah, you can set up Tailwind, that's pretty cool, but nothing. But does it's, it's, Tailwind it's, yeah. really help you? It doesn't. I don't think. Yeah, because the opponent could just set Tailwind itself and just go, okay, faster than you. <laughs> I'm, I'm back, back back to normal speed again, and I'm still faster. So great. Um, or even just get a plus one and like a max airstream, and you're like, yeah, I'm fast in most of your team again, and you have Noiven for offense, which isn't which isn't great. Um, yeah, the, it's 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 a difficult one. Um, I definitely wouldn't give it an eight if I look like looking at it again. It's nowhere near an eight for me. Um, you can counter the weather. It's got the Dramper again, so you know weather in this group does seem. Um, pretty good to counter um so there's definitely got some things going for it but i just think an extra trick room mode i mean cadabra and chandelure and i think that's your trick room ones isn't it aromatease as well yeah so aromatease is like your only like kind of good trick room one here because outside like you don't really want to set trick room cadabra you don't you don't Mm -hmm. really want to set trick room with chandelure it's more just like a a backup in case they go fast and you can say, ha, no, we're going slow. Um, but yeah, uh, it'll be interesting to see how Gad does. Um, I think yeah. it's got a lot, of, a lot of tools, but just needs to kind of play well to make use of it. I'll be interested to see something like uh, Tailwind Chandelier, maybe Dynamic Chandelier, 
to just do a lot of damage could be interesting. But I feel that Guard would almost always want to rely on Trick Room uh, week by week to try and win games. Um, yeah, I do agree with you guys with that uh, C-tier pick. And then, I uh, still want to emphasize this again. I think Sweet has been going on um, about this, you know, weakness to max air stream, right? But no resist, no good switch-ins. Something strange, I think, um, this format uh, of no restricted and no legendary is kind of forced a lot of teams to draft um, Trey fighting mons, uh, bug mons, and dark mons, and then maybe the steel mons are few and far to come by. Uh, I think this is the third team already that we have seen today with a glaring weakness to fighting, uh, uh, to flying, and no good switch-ins. But granted, maybe you know shift three, uh, go with support, and keep on top on this team. Uh, not all of them will come into the battle, and maybe guys can just pick one or two. However, still no switch-ins into flying moves is. Uh, a bit detrimental. Alright, next up we have uh, Dan Chunks and his team called Yoshi City with no uh, mascots. Yeah, but this team is threatening. It's just screaming, uh, you know, leads right all over the place, threatening you with all sorts of um, good leads and very opp oppressive strategies uh, that almost always cannot be stopped. So, um, this team to me feels like uh, a team that likes to Dynamax on turn one and try its best to steamroll. What do you guys think? So this is a honestly I think a little similar to Cyanides over in uh, the Cotton Division, but I think where Cyanide has a bunch of different pairings that all do very well. Uh, mm -hmm. Dan has a lot of uh, offensive pairings here that are kind of missing. Like, you you have uh, Tauros plus, plus Frostlast, which can be good. Uh, you have Arcanine plus Dracloak for beat-up, so you can do justified beat-up things. Uh, you have Porygon plus uh, Togetic to be able to redirect those hits, so Porygon can do a ton of damage. Um, past that, like, your, your Mons don't really care about their abilities too, too much when it comes to like coughing, being able to uh, neutralize and gas them away. Um, Altaria being able to shut off weather thanks to Cloud Nine is also fine. Um, and like you could like have Lopunny be able to give away like an assault vest onto a support mon thanks to Klutz or something like that. But overall, I think this team is really uh, heavily stacked on its A tier picks, and I don't think that like. Porygon Z specifically, I don't think you're going to be able to bring every week, but just because the amount of pressure that PZ puts on, I think you have to be able to respect it, and that's why it's still in the S tier. Yeah, like, it's very reminiscent, like you said, of Cyanide's team. Of There's a bunch of really powerful pairings, and it can take over games, um, but these pieces all feel a little suboptimal sometimes. Like, this Dracloak here, as your beat-up user, it's not a dragapult you're not going to outspeed everything and it's a little bit easier to catch up to dracloak and deal with dracloak before it gets to do its thing for this arcanine uh togetic yes gets to hold eviolite but also just doesn't do a ton of things like togekiss does it can't be super duper offensive like togekiss can be as well so like if they start to snarl things then pz and togetic are going to kind of just start to suffer a lot there 
Um, Taurus Frostlass is like your your probably the best combo you have drafted by far. It's just like this is the thing; it's going to do its thing. You have to learn to deal with it, kind of situation. Um, overall, though, it it's a solid team. It, this is probably one of the best double S tiers we've seen so far, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Uh, I'm no. still not the biggest fan of these double S tier picks, though. So that's why it's at a seven for me. Yeah, I think the big thing is that um, this Arcanine is going to be in putting in overwork. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's going mm-hmm. to need to get intimidated. <laughs> need to get snarls off. It's yeah, and yeah, it's. I think too much is reliant on this Arcanine in this draft here. Um, I mean, you, you've touched on the, the the obvious threats there. Um, there's no defense in this team, apart from EV like Togetic. So you can Which like is not the best defense. But... Yeah. So if you, uh, I mean, there's a lot of speed in this team though. So if you're, but if you're able to outspeed, um, you will just. I think you can just run over this team. There's no, mm-hmm. there's no real tailwind. Like you have max strike on Porygon C, that you might be able, to, you'd probably be able to go first unless it's Togetic. Um, but you can just use Max Airstream to counteract Max Strike. Speaking of Max Airstream, no weaknesses, no resists. So you'll feel free <laughs> to just slap Max Airstream, and you, you know, you're gonna hit him. <laughs> you're gonna hit him for neutral damage, whatever you do. Um. So yeah, so I think um, yeah, Dan's gonna get outsped, um, <laughs> which is ironic to say because he has like five mons over a hundred speed. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah, and in the the two after that, it's still nineteen ninety five. So um, yeah, I think uh, Dan's gonna need to to play really well with his Arcanine um, alongside his other threats as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, overall, I would say I would coin this team as a stereotypical hyper-offense team that really needs to uh, lead correctly or dynamics the correct mon to try its best to steamroll. A lot of similarities with this team and a lot of previous teams in that uh, this is our third and final S-tier, double S-tier draft that Carl has identified. And this team has a lot of weird uh, stack typings, like stack normal types. Um, stack flying types. Yeah, if your opponent simply goes for tailwind and airstream, it can easily outspeed you. If you go for max strike, the opponent can easily switch out and um, switch back in, right, to maintain their speed. And the double dragon is also a bit strange. And one more thing that I haven't shouted shouted out um, with this team and a previous team that had, I think Henry's team that had uh, a lot of rock type weaknesses. There's a glaring five mons with rocks type weaknesses here or granted they won't come into each match but um, you are in a division with four sand teams with a lot of other mons that can easily go for max rock four so i think dan really has to be careful here yeah yeah i think then uh dan also sort of like hates grass types with a pen with six mons <laughs> resistant in grass i think there could be some switch ups i think dan can make some uh, good traits along the way. Okay, Don't moving quickly fear the on. Yeah. <laughs> moving quickly on, we have our second Gatron team with Captain Auro, uh, NJ's partner in crime in the Little Cup server, with a team name called Gatron's Goliaths. So these are Gatron's Goliaths. 
Yeah, there is not <laughs> the Goliath of Gatron, but it's Gatron's Goliath. And uh, drafting Vokorona first, going straight for that redirection, then still managing to pick up Gachom, uh, makes this very deadly with um, the uh, Gachom plus, uh, what's that, the Swords Dance combination. And then picking up a lot of other uh, good stuff spawns, which I feel uh, syner- uh, do synergize very well and can form a very solid team. I think we gave this team quite a high ranking. What do you guys think? Uh, yeah, I, I actually really, really like this team. The fact that you have uh, Redirection plus Garchomp so you can Sword Stance things is great. Uh, you have Bisharp to be able to like want your opponent to not uh, intimidate you is also fantastic. You have Tailwind in the form of Aerodactyl. Um, Jinx is just like hyper annoying when it comes to playing against it. Alchemy just does anything and everything you need to do when it comes to decorating things. Um, my my big complaints here are, like, Gallade, Dartrix, and Credent. But, like, my my big thing is, like, Credent feels good if you get to do its thing, like, if you get the Belly Drum. Um, but when you compare it to, like, other, um, other Trick Room Mons, it feels like one of the weaker ones, comparing it to, like, what everyone else is going to be able to do under Trick Room. Uh, you also have, like, Shell Smash Kurakasta things uh, alongside Solid Rock, so you can just, like, negate the, the fence drops that way. Uh, I, I think this team is phenomenal. Yeah, this is a very Garchomp-centric team, like, and you can tell from the draft that this team is revolving around that Garchomp. Garchomp is the center of this team, and everything around it is there to support it. Um, Jinx is really underutilized. It's really, really cool with its... Uh, unique dry skin ability plus just lovely kiss uh aerodactyl gets to do tailwind things and we don't have to worry about earthquaking our rock type at all um i feel like this team would be at a nine if our like our anti-intimidate also just didn't get blown up by our own earthquake if we wanted to use it um which it feels kind of bad but it's sometimes you have to do that um the dartrix feels kind of like a rushed pick, I feel like. It's just like, oh, I need a grass type. I'm just going to grab this one. Uh, didn't really... Maybe there wasn't a very good grass type option left, or they just didn't think about it. But it Dartrix feels picks. kind of... Okay. So yeah, Dartrix feels kind of like just slapped on here. Like, not really important. So the Firewater Grass Core... I'm, I'm not sure if it's a running joke, because uh, Auro drafted Volcarona first. Then I said, oh, there's a 4X Wingers. Then Gachom, 4X Wingers. Then Bishop, also 4X Wingers. Then I said... Um, what what other mon has uh different typings but still have a four X weakness and I say Dartrix. Then <laughs> it's like the... draft Dartrix in the end. <laughs> so this is um, like, probably the team a of... with the, yeah, this is the team with the most uh four X weaknesses in this whole uh league. Yeah, yeah. like Car Costa here has a four times weakness to grass. Um <laughs> I do like that we just have this alchemy to do like decorate things on any of our targets and just make them actual threats. I do like that a lot. Uh, the one fear is just like they steal your decorate and then take and then just run you over, because a lot of your Pokemon aren't the bulkiest. That's one of the the big fears. Um, you were staring up at the wall, so I was just like, is someone staring at us? No, I'm staring at the wall. <laughs> I, I can zone out when I want to, Carl. I'm just scared because I'm just like I can't see behind me. I'm just like, what's going on? Um. But yeah, it's just, I like the alchemy. Free uh, direction is powerful in draft league, though, so you have to play around that for sure. Um, 
but yeah, I like this draft a lot. That's why I have it at eight. Uh, if it had a little bit better of a C, C tier pick, maybe a better Firewater Grass Core, uh, I could definitely put it at a nine. But as it sits mm. right now, it's definitely an eight. Yeah, I think it was the coming down to the two cores. It didn't feel the strongest in my view. Um, like, yeah, Caracosta can do Caracosta things, but we don't see it for a reason. So, um, not a really good war type. Dartrix is, yeah. Okay, cool. So, really, you've already got Volcarona as its only kind of main typing core. Um, the the Dragon Fairy Steel seems kind of solid. Um, the Alcremie does also get access to things like Baby Doll Eyes, so it gives you that priority um, attack drop mm-hmm. as well, uh, which could be handy into a lot of this, um, these teams that are actually, I think, defensively weak. Yeah, a lot of these mons are defensively weak, so having that, even though there's no Intimidate, um, on this team, he does have that priority attack drop, which can be which can be useful. Um, overall, I gave it a seven. I didn't feel like it was like amazing draft. I just thought it was literally just Garchomp, Volcarona, Bishop things, and maybe Jinx for a little bit of playing about. Um, like just being annoying and say, "Yeah, you're gonna have to get through me if you want to win this game." And after that, there's nothing really much else that I'm worried about. Um, in this team, so if you can get through like two of those four mons, you can you can have a good time. I feel. Mm-hmm. Mm, interesting points. Yeah, for me, I just think that uh, a lot of these mods kind of you, but it does seem, as we discussed, to be more leaning towards a top heavy team. Um, we could almost always expect, uh, you know, Gachon, Procrona, Bishop to always come, and then a few mons by the side to support, and these ones might rotate weekly, yeah. Then overall, I gave it an 8.5. I think it's a pretty decent draw. All right, next up, we have uh, our final team with uh, a lot of, uh, what's that? Uh, a lot of types collected. So this is Setsuku and the Akina Vocalist, and this is our resident colossal team. Uh, that's not the most like it's not the most obvious, right? Because Dragapult Colossal will be a double S tier draft and that might be a bit too expensive. So we go with the next best option, the very famous uh series six combo in Sneasel and Colossal. And then sneakily drafting a Quillfish um near the end of draft for uh, an Aqua Jet option. Uh this team to me seems very threatening and opponents really need to uh prep for it well. If not, he can easily steamroll. Um, it's the kind of phenomenon where you know it's coming, right? But the question is, can you stop it or not? What do you guys think? Uh, when we were going over our rankings, Carl and I, um, one of the first things that came up when I saw this team is, oh, I forgot Colossal's a thing. <laughs> <laughs> so just just being able to see the immense power that Colossal brings over the last you know year that it's it's been a threat, um, and just you know transitioning from that to Series Ten where Dynamax is no longer a thing, so Colossal no longer exists. It just really uh, just resonated that I had already ignored everything going on with Colossal, and it just made me think that it wasn't a thing anymore mm-hmm. um 
I I think that this team is just phenomenal. I I love everything that this team has going on, and you just have to respect Colossal so much that it's just going to leave you weak to something else. Yeah, uh, Colossal, this would definitely be a 10 if there weren't 20 points sitting on the bench and just waiting to be used. Um, Could have definitely swapped one of these Cs and picked up another B easily, and I feel like there was... There might have been plenty of other bees to pick up to where you can just like find a little bit of a better Pokemon. Maybe Clink Clank can just kind of come out and you can find a better Steel type in B. I'm not sure what was left in the draft at the time. But leaving 20 points on the table kind of makes it feel like it's not a perfect 10, but uh, more of closer to like a 9 or an 8.5. Um, I like the Hydreigon as it's like this anti-ground Pokemon to switch in. I do like Unpheasant as well. Um, Sneasel Colossal is something we saw in Series 6 a ton. Um, being immune to fake out there means that your opponent has to get real creative on how to actually stop this from going up a lot of the time, and it's going to put a lot of pressure on your opponent during prep. Yeah, I, I went for an 8 just because of the fact that it, um, we have been playing against Colossal teams for like since it came out. Um, people know how to play against it, um, so I, I'm think, I have a feeling that people people might have just, when they saw the Colossal pick, because um, I think it was a first pick for Sasuke, was it? Oh, that was second. Oh, second. Yeah. So once it was picked second, because it was coming back up the draft anyway, people were like, right, I need a Colossal answer. So then everyone started picking Colossal answers um, from that. So I think um, a lot of teams have prepped well for it, um, from what I can see. Um, mm-hmm. So it's whether that Sasuke can play around um, getting the Colossal into position um, to sweep the game, uh, because I don't think leading at turn one's gonna gonna do a lot um, for him. But it could just be used as bait. It could be just say, "Yo, I'm gonna go lead uh, Dickersby and go sweep that thing instead." Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, uh, exactly, could, yeah, yeah. So yeah, he's got the 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 immediate pressure is there. So that's why I have given it an eight because it you know the pressure's definitely there. Um, but it's whether or not he's um, the opponents are able to um, play around it, um, and if Setsuku is able to play the mind games of when the colossal appears. Yeah, such a good point. I think as players, as VGC players, with colossal winning, uh, was that two or three players cups in a row? Right, I think we have three. Um, yeah, yeah, it was three. So we have adapted enough, like well enough to always prepare uh, good. Um, strategies uh, to fight against Colossal. Um, one thing to also note, I think it's the third team with 16 total types, uh, and that's very impressive to collect a lot of impressive types um, to sort of give your team a very good synergy and make it very unpredictable uh, for opponents. Because one thing to shout out here is that there are uh, seven types that have immunities, and Setsuko is one of the rarer, like, uh, coaches that manage to draft them all. Therefore, you have sort of like a normal type switch in. You have a fighting move switch in. You have a um, dark move, uh, like a psychic switch in, you see. So, uh, I think with a lot of good creativity and good prep, uh, Setsuko should be able to do well. Uh, one last thing to note is that this team has what I call the 6 PSS, the 6 Pokemon slot syndrome, in that all of these mons can sort of come into the battle, but Setsuko needs to only bring 6. And the question is, does he bring the correct 6? Does he bait you into um, preparing for Colossal but not bringing it at all? Um, that can be 
very useful for him in terms of the prep phase uh, when coming to strategy. Yeah, okay, next up, uh, 18 with Yasha VGC with the MK Mimikyu's. Uh, and same as Carl, here we have our Snorlax Mimikyu team of the guard division. What do you guys think? Um, I actually like this team. It's it's like all right. Obviously, I have it ranked lower than Carl's just because I think that uh, it's not fully utilizing everything that it could be. Um, but being able to have like redirection plus Snorlax means that you can get a Billy Drum off and not have to worry about Trick Room and just blow up your opponent instead. Um, like I think looking at some of these like middle picks, I don't think Komoo is particularly impressive. Um, Cinderscorch can do things. I'm not entirely convinced that it's going to, though. I actually really like Vikavolt. Um, unfortunately, on this team, it doesn't have a ton of free switch-ins. Like, you you only have, what, one ground weakness with Lantern? Mm -hmm. Like, and uh, I guess Cinderscorch is neutral, but... Yeah, so not being able to get, like, a free switch-in on, like, a Max Quake to completely punish your opponent isn't the best. Um, but under Trick Room, Vikavolt can be a huge threat that I, I actually think is pretty underutilized. Um, I like the team. Like, it's very similar to mine. They, they ended up getting Redirection, which is really, really cool. Um, one of the big issues that we've, we've mentioned it a million times at this point, the uh, Airstream weakness. This team has uh, <laughs> four weaknesses to Airstream. Uh, that and one like you have one resist in uh lantern but um let me tell you you probably are going to regret getting hit by an airstream period at this point um i looked pokemon i looked at drafting or things like i looked at drafting sent to scorch later earlier on uh clay doll was on my list of things i would might i thought about drafting too um i obviously drafted lantern uh so they ended up drafting a lot of the same things that i did um, I don't know if they like if they looked and then like oh this is like cool and then they put their own spin on it I'm not sure, but um, it, it gets about a seven. It's there's trick room things there. It's a good trick room like support squad around it. You've got a special attacker and a physical attacker in Vicavolt and Snorlax. Um, there's just some like your Firewater Grass Core isn't the greatest. Um, I'm not sure what Belossum does on this team at all really besides just be a base 50 speed Grass type. I think we said that in the last division too. It's just like I don't know what Blossom's actually doing on this team. Yeah, I think that was on another Trick Room team too. Mm, I think so. Yeah, Blossom mm -hmm. was a last pick, so it may just be that Yasha was just trying to fill out something. Just saying, oh, find a grass type. Yeah, find a grass type. Put it on. Um, overall, I, I kind of rank this. I think I rank this Highland Cars one just purely for the fact that we do have the redirection. Um and also things with the center scorch could be pretty um good to use. I think white smoke does it stop the drops on It's clear body. Yeah, it's clear body. It's, it's clear, body. clear body. It's just for you, right? But it's not it's not for your Correct. partner. No. Just for you. It's yeah. Only for, for Center Scorch. Yeah, okay. just Center Scorch. Yeah, okay. So okay. Um so not as good as I thought it was then, but um still able to trap mons is um a good ability as well um so if he's able to use the gmax um variant pretty well a obviously with the defiant ability can 
dissuade people using the intimidates as well. Um, so I think overall he's got kind of a really good Snorlax based team with backup sweepers if needed with the Como and the Center Scorch. Nice. I think um, Clefable would be the linchpin of this team, really allowing uh, their mons to set up, be it setting up Belly Drum on Snorlax Como O or setting up the uh, Omni Boost on Como O or uh, what's that? Coil on Sentiscorch. Yeah, then I went to check uh, the similarities of that other team with Bellossom. Uh, it was Noah's team, almost good enough gaming, with Bellossom and Claydor at the same time. And they have a Crustle, whereas over here we see a Viper Boat. So I think these C tier picks tend to be the mons that our coaches uh, try and lean towards. Maybe there aren't a lot uh, that are too desirable, so they always end up with mons like Bellossom. Yeah. Otherwise, just always watch out for that max airstream weakness because um, being able to stall out Trick Room uh, against this team can be quite easy or try and stop Trick Room from uh, mons like Mimikyu uh, or Claydor. Yeah, but nice. Uh, it's very nice to see another like Snorlax Mimikyu team. Hopefully, Yasha can put in some work for the guard division. Next up, we have our fellow mod, Jiggly, with a Duran team. This is the only Duran team in the whole, uh, the whole league. And he actually managed to draft this, like, strong, like, these strong A-tier picks, right? Not as the first pick or, you know, like, uh, he, this, this Jiggly strategy. Like, we've seen him do it in previous drafts and also in the multi-battle league, going for um, low value picks first, like going for the B tiers, going for the C tiers, then finally honing in on that A tier or S tier that can suit him well. Yeah, notably this also uh, uh, no S tier draft. Yeah, what do you guys think? I love Durant. Uh, mm -hmm. To be to be completely honest, I think being able to pair it with Milotic here as well, just so you can like deter, intimidate. Again, we've talked about it before. I think that's really important. Um, also, being able to pair it with like Rapidash here is insane, to be completely honest. Being able to just absorb all the fire-type attacks that would normally destroy Durant and just give Rapidash that little extra boost of damage that it's going to be able to utilize is great. Um, Jigglypuff being able to have Friend Guard here is pretty, pretty exceptional as well, just being able to add a little more bulk to the rest of your team where needed. Um, from there, I feel like the team kind of... Kind of falls off. Um, like, Lorantis is fine being able to just, like, click superpower continuously and, like, again, deter intimidates into it. And, like, I, I think that Musharna being able to set your trick room, especially next to, like, uh, Lightheart for fake out, can be fine. The The problem is, like, your trick room mode is not the best. You have, like, Berserker. Uh, Lorantis, I guess, technically thrives under th uh, trick room. Then you have a uh, Crawdont here as well, so. It's not the best trick room mode, but I think it's functional. Um, I would rate this higher if we had a guaranteed, like, like a tailwind or something to where we know Durant's going to outspeed everything, like, no matter what. Um, mm -hmm. The best we can do is, like, Electroweb off Jolteon. Does Jolteon get Electroweb? It does, yeah. So. Yep. Okay. And then uh, like that... on Lightbutt. Yeah, like, those are, like, your best speed control options, but it's not stopping 
everything all the time kind of situation. Um, oh, hang on, hang like, on. Uh, doesn't get oh, so it's even Ooh. worse. Okay, so yeah, so yeah, that's it. Further backs up just like we don't have a way to guarantee Durant's the fastest thing all the time. Um, we do have the cool synergy of Berserker Durant where we just get to make sure Max Steel Spike blows things <laughs> up, which is really, really cool. Um, Outside of that, you do have the Trick Room mode. Uh, that is a viable strategy for this team. Lorantis is something to not be underestimated. Contrary is nuts, especially since Lorantis gets things like Leech Storm and can just sweep through teams by just getting plus two, plus two, plus two all the time. Uh, but yeah, this is about a six. Um, could be a six and a half, I feel like, with like one or two trades. Jigglypuff does a lot for this team, and it's going to be reliant on just staying alive and having friend guard up so you don't just get blown up. Yeah, I went for the um, seven and a half. The half point there, by the way, was uh, for the first pick, Jigglypuff. It's just mad respect. Um, so I kind of like the, my gripes with the, the draft style. Like, I do get it that like, you get to pick your kind of strong mons at the end and guarantee your weaker mons. However, with especially when you're not picking like an S tier, I feel like you're left with best of the rest sort of thing. Um, when it comes to your A tiers, like Lipard, I don't think actually really does a lot on this team. It feels kind of out of place to me. Um, you can fake um... out for. Duran, but you can unburden stuff as well. But yeah, the secret tech is max jolty on max lightning, and then unburden your jolt uh, your life art so it's even faster. Boom. Um, the, there's the secret tech of you can do the hat, you can pull the hatterene trick with Musharna. So yeah, so you can do the trick room thing, but why not just just use trick room and Jigglypuff and Ally Switch and Fake Out and yeah, I think you can use your A tier. I think like a, another A tier pick um, with either a little bit more bulk or a little bit more, def- either more offense or more defense. It feels like Lipard's kind of in the middle of the two here, um, not doing that much. Maybe it's just a pranks them on um, as well, because it is, you know, prankster is kind of valuable, but I don't think Lipard was the right pick for this team overall. Mm. Um, so that's kind of, kind of what didn't get me up to the eight or eight and a half. Um, here, but I, overall, I think it's going to be pretty solid. He's he he's the only person I know that plays Jigglypuff, hence his name. So he knows how to play with it. So it's um, how other people are going to be able to prep versus him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, interesting points overall. I think in summary, I would say that this team is really centered around Durant, and it is very impressive that. Uh, somehow Jiggly managed to have a good draft strategy and leave Duran to his sixth pick, yet still, um, you know, prepare good that, you know, what off intimidate, what off fire moves, like what Carter said. And uh, this is notably also a team with uh, the most number of mons with single types, uh, seven unique mons with just one type, as compared to all the rest of the drafts with a lot of mons with dual type things. Yeah, I feel like the type synergy of this team uh, turned out to be a, to be pretty decent. Uh, they do cover each, uh, each other very well, so that's quite impressive too. Mm-hmm. Okay, moving on, the second last team of the day 
we have Jinja Greninja coming back from season three uh, with the Darlington Earthquakers. Uh, his mascot is Mudsdale, but he didn't draft it. Instead, he went straight for that Talosan draft in uh, pick one, followed by followed quickly by a Selgor in that wheel pick. Then drafting a a kind of strange team in general because I feel like the rest of the Mons uh, might not gel well with Pelosan. What do you guys think? Well, he drafted Brian, so he has the best water type. <laughs> um, that being said, it's it's okay. Um, I think this team is really reliant on like Excelgore Pelosan to be able to do a ton of heavy lifting for it. Um, obviously, you have like Choice Band, Rockhead, uh, Tyrantrum here to be able to dish out a ton of damage as well. But like, majority of the time, you're not going to want to Dynamax it. That's that's one of my big problems with this team, is it feels like your Dynamax targets are like Rotom and Palosand. Mm-hmm. And that, that's it. Yeah. Uh, the fact that like you don't want to really Dynamax anything else, like nothing else feels exceptionally good to be able to actually Dynamax. Um, this makes this team feel a little lackluster, in my opinion. I'm in the same boat. Like, it feels like the team started off really cool with Palisandic Selgor, and then it's just like you have a low Persian, which is cool. It's one of my mm-hmm. favorites to use in draft league. Um, we drafted Rotom Heat. Um, not sure exactly what that does for us in the whole grand scheme of things. Um, just adding another essential water weakness. Um, yep. And then another one in the Lowland Dug Trio. It's just, and then we have Tyrantrum, who doesn't... It's not weak to water, but it's neutral to water. So I feel like 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 it's going to struggle against any team that has a very strong water type a lot of times. Palisand still, like even after Water Shuriken, it still can maybe take one or two more hits after that. But if you're like a plus two Max Geyser, Palisand's probably going down there. Um Outside of that, I like the Fungus. I like the Miastic Female. This is like a competitive thing. Um, really good, just like if everyone tries to intimidate your Tyrantrum. Um, but it still feels like a six team. We're missing some tools. Um, just needs to play well to do things. Accelerator Palisade really has to line up well each week for it to do well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think um, this was another... I failed to I like just quickly put a score in this mod because I saw a lot of good Pokemon I liked, so I just went yeah, go eight. Um but yeah, I think like actually like second look at it, there's not a lot of offensive pressure really. Um your main um kind of attack is Tyrantrum and Alone and Dog Trio. So are they both going to come when they share a, a ground weakness? Possibly not. So you've only really got one physical threat um, to come in, um, which is easy to prep for, because then you can just prep for the special attackers and not really care too much about the the physical side of things. Um, that being said, though, um, there are some kind of neat things you can do with, like, Alolan Persian and Slurpuff and uh, Fungus as well. Um, I think it... It's difficult. I think it kind of actually needs a slightly better trick room mode as well, mm-hmm. um, because your your fast mons here 
are Persian, Excelgore, Miastic, and Dugtree, and only one of them actually deal damage. So, yeah, I think uh, I think a little bit better of a Trick Room mode would have been slightly favorable. Maybe you can make some trades to uh, boost up that team. But I think on second look, I wouldn't give that an A. I would probably give that between a 6 and a 7. Yeah, I would probably agree with you guys on that one. Mm -hmm. Good points. Uh, let's compare Jinja's team with uh, Captain Anova's team. Captain Anova's team had a Selgor Pelosan, but had uh, Sableye Charizard, Sableye Dracovich at the same time. However, you know, when we fight against um, Jinja here, we can immediately see, right, in team preview, oh, you're either going to lead a Selgor Pelosan or you're going to lead something else. So that can be quite predictable and that could be uh, this team's downfall. Therefore, I feel like Jinja might have to get creative and find ways to, um, you know, sort of play mind games with your opponent, uh, force them to bring um, important moves for Pelosan and then, uh, you know, play differently. Yeah, I, I don't agree with this, like, common weakness of water together with that Rotom Heat, like Cutterseed. Yeah. Okay, so... Finally, we have the last team uh, of the day of, of our league. And I believe uh, EB95 in Season 1 or Season 2 was the last pick as well. And he really knows how to do wheel picks. So coming off with just Tyranita Comfy, followed by a Gudra, and then Umbreon to sort of um, gel the team together. Then the rest of the picks are, to me, uh, a little bit unorthodox. I think he kind of... Uh, like ran out of points, so has to dig deep and look hard for C tiers. But I think this is the one team that can use Shedinja well. Yeah, what do you guys think? So, uh, first thing off the top of my head, Comfey uh, Tyranitar Gudra is absolutely insane because you never <laughs> know where the weakness policy is, and even if you do find it, it could be too late. Um, Umbreon and Morgrim also make for very, a very good defensive team, but at the same time, now you have three dark types, and uh, combined, you know, that leaves you four fairy weaknesses. So, like, you just, you just get smacked around by any fairy move that comes around because you have no resistance to it. Um, on top of that, like, it, I guess technically you, you have Shedinja for that resistance if you really need it. But at the end of the day, I think this team, it, its top end is absolutely insane. It's just lacking really heavily in the, the lower tier department. And as a result, I, I think if they could just make like one or two trades, this could go from a 9 to a 10. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, this is definitely on my list as like one of the top teams to play against. They don't really have to worry about like six moves, in, like six mon syndrome. Because they have this midday Lycanroc, they can just slap on as the sixth and abuse the sand they set up with the Tyranitar. Um, and because Comfey gets grass coverage too, it's like that's adds a third. Uh, essentially, who has the weakness policy? Because you could do weakness policy Lycanroc and outspeed everything and just blow stuff up. Lycanroc is not something to just bat an eye at and just dismiss because it's frail. Um, there's yeah, there's a big four, like four fairies here that four times fairy weaknesses over here and no steel type to kind of resist it or fire type, which that's kind of what the downside is of drafting at the end. A lot of the fires and steel types get picked up really, really fast. So if you don't take one early, 
um, you end up not getting them at all. Um, and so you have the the fact that they drafted three dark types and a dragon type means that all the fairy types are just going to come out against this team, and you, you have to prepare for that. Um, pick up a steel type somewhere. Pick up a fire type somewhere. This, can tie, this team could easily go from a 9 to a 10, I feel like. Sheninja is going to do work for sure because everyone's going to want to beat Tyranitar with whatever resist, whatever weakness it has, and Sheninja can just switch in on almost all of them. Actually, no, Sheninja can actually switch in on all of them. Yep. Crazy. Uh, yeah, so, uh, I think kind of I went a little bit lower than the guys. Um, probably the same thing I've ever Um Fairy weakness was huge, along with no actual kind of cores no fantasy core no fire water grass core actually no none no fire water or grass yeah nope. no no fire like water i said those grass. things disappear so, quick when you're on the bottom side of the draft yeah um but no reason they couldn't have picked one up because uh you know you get that double pick first so um i think he's got the tools to if he could play very defensively i think he that's what he needs to do. He can't. He can't just go. Um, I'm gonna lead Tita comfy. Or I'm gonna lead comfy Gudra and go bear and prop mobility's policy and slap you because I I think a lot of teams will prep for that. Um, so he's gonna have to play around with like getting the Morgrim in, setting up screens, making sure um he can switch Tita in on a Morgrim because again, um you need to make sure you don't share the weaknesses. Um. Because they both have a fairy weakness, they both have a steel weakness. So, um, got to make sure that's kind of done well. Um, the C tiers, like Challenger works, yeah, Challenger works definitely a lot better in this team than it does in the, in the last team. So, respect to that pick as well. Um, like weird things, like I don't know what a Molga does in this team. Like you can switch mm-hmm. it into a physical move. No. I didn't I didn't can, think so, but you could switch it in on a physical move and hope you get a stag proc, but that's pretty much all I'm thinking. Like there's no real um electric weakness. Um uh, I don't think there is any actually, so you you're not baiting an electric move to proc a motor drive or something, so um mm-hmm. not sh- not quite sure what Morgo's doing on this team. Um you can definitely swap that one out for another one. Um apart from mm-hmm. that, again if yeah, if you if you have ways to deal with the Titar and Gudra, um, you're gonna have a good time um against this team. But I think um I think Eric just needs to do a couple of trades, um, get a couple of co- defensive cores in place, um, especially with the Morgrim. Uh, he's gonna do what he's gonna do quite well. Yeah. So uh the the missing firewater grass core I've seen it in quite a few uh, drafts. However, like missing a fairy dragon steel is to me more important. So having the comfy and the gudra and sort of like Tyranita being a steel type mon with access to uh, max steel spike could be okay. Um, but I do agree with Sweet in that maybe Eric just has to make a few good trades. Um, having so many weaknesses to fighting and fairy and steel, the three of the most common moves, right? And um, not having a fire type uh, in uh, division with uh, Durant, uh, Scizor, right, and Escavalier <laughs> is a bit detrimental. So, like, it seems like Tyranita, Comfy, and Shedinja 
might have to put in so much work for Eric in his team. Yeah. Yeah. So with that, that's all we have for the guard division. Let's quickly look at the summary and look at which teams have the highest rating, uh, followed by the teams with lower ratings. And wow, this time we have more sixes, right? The bell curve sort of shifted low down. Yeah, the bell curve definitely shifted down. Mm -hmm. um, that might be due to just like, there's newer drafters. I remember this group was mostly newer players to draft league. They weren't as they aren't as many veterans in this group, if I remember correctly. So... Evan set that up that way so that he can run the division. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. <laughs> but you missed the screen for it. This felt a bit yeah like skewed because I feel like the the experienced drafters are clearly all the way on top, uh, and then sort of the the newer drafters are somewhere straggle in the middle mm. yeah it feels kind of that might be why it's skewed a little bit is the newer players kind of drafted more for favorites and weren't sure what they exactly wanted whereas a lot of the veterans just got to pick up a lot of the powerful draft tools that they're used to playing with a lot of the time it's not that yeah, much time when you look at one more time on that i'm saying it's not that much different between the two groups uh, when you look at it, there's more there's more eights in guard than there is in cotton and only like a couple more sixes. Sevens. Yeah, there's more sevens yeah. in that. So it's uh quite even I think across the board. Yeah, it's it's really interesting to think that the the only colossal player I think has the highest uh rating among both divisions. True. Yeah. That shows how it's, much it's, we... it's real close, but mm-hmm. I, I honestly think that uh, if, if they had picked, like, set up the team the way they did, except take Colossal at, like, 8 or 9, and just no one is prepared for it, it would have been insane. Yeah. Oh, very well said, yeah. Then uh, right. one, like, a few interesting things is that Guard Division has a lot of uh, weather teams. Uh, as you can see from the summary here, a lot of mons like to abuse the weather. And uh, I, I need to go back and count this. I'm very curious to know. I think it was reactionary in that a lot of the guard division players started to pick up uh, Cloud9 mons towards the end of the draft. Now, we see an Altaria, we see Likitang, uh, and then there's definitely Likiliki. So this is very interesting. Goldark as well. Mm -hmm. Then, um, if you guys move next uh, to the next tab in tier list, both divisions, I'm very excited to show this as usual. This <laughs> is like so amazing once you get to see the similarities uh, between both drafts. And if you scroll down, you get to see which mons were left behind, and that is very mind blowing. Look at Clefairy in S tier. Yeah. Right? And it's oh crazy to know that Conkelder, which is a mon that we shifted up a lot, is just un unpicked. Which I yeah. I understand, but at the same time, I think is criminally underrated. I think part of the Conkelder being left on the table is just like fighting types aren't that powerful mm -hmm. in this in Dynamax format, just because they nerfed the the strongest max Delta you get is base ninety five, whereas you look at Max Geyser, that's one forty. That's a huge difference, no matter whether it's coming off of a base one hundred and fifty attack stat or a base. 
97 special attacks that the water type move is going to be better off anyway. I'm curious uh, if you want to keep scrolling here for me. What, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, no chancy shuckle in either division. Neither of them were picked up in... Which, that's what we wanted. Yeah. We, wanted, we set that up that way so no one would draft that. Um, no Gengar. That's interesting. I, You know, yeah. honestly, uh, talking with Tim, I debated taking Gengar instead of uh, Alakazam. I'm interested in these bees. Not no su- Obama snow. Ask me how surprised I am. <laughs> no Cloyster. <laughs> your your boy Cloyster got left God, on the I bench. Love Cloyster, man. <laughs> um, yeah, Fletch Ender, like I mentioned, uh, for Henry is on that table still. So if they wanted to switch into that, they could. Um, what about these C's? Yeah, what would be interesting for C's would be the mods that are picked. Because these are mods that people kind of find value in, right? Because they sort of have to dig deep and then um, pick up some C tiers that are worth 10 points to try and round out the team, yet still, you know, uh, provide a lot of uh, support for the team or offensive pressure uh, from the other spectrum. Mm-hmm. Like you can see that Electabuzz was picked for both. That's interesting. Drag Cloak as well. So some of these NFE mons, Charger Bug, um, I think Doppler as well. Yeah, Doppler's below. Then they people find a lot of value in them. Mr. Mime Kanto. Not just the Galarian one, but the Cantonian Mr. Mime as well. Saita. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah, this is sweet. There's a lot of data to be able to absorb and go through and balance things for next season, too. Yeah, like getting to see all this stuff helps us balance it for next time. It's going to be great. Okay. So, um, before we get out of here, closing thoughts from, from either of you? Anything you want to touch on on the way out? Nope. Um, <laughs> <laughs> radio silence <laughs> for me just uh, very interesting drafts in general I feel like um, just take our opinions with a pinch of salt there are some things that we might have overlooked even with uh, four pairs of you know? eyes yeah, mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. so even with four pairs of eyes so uh, do yeah. Like if you think that your draft um, can, deserves to be a higher rating then prove it to us uh, show us what you can do uh, during the regular season. So good luck and have fun to all of you, all of the coaches for your matches. Evan, are you going to be doing uh, like weekly recaps like you had been for the multi-draft league? Yeah, but I think I will. And I am okay. trying to set up the I'm trying to set up the spreadsheet to be able to do that uh, easily. So I would need everyone to sort of let me know the six months you brought and then the four months you uh, led with for each game. And then we should be able to get very nice stats in terms of usage throughout the whole draft, the whole league. You know. I have to write things down and take notes, making me work hard. <laughs> I will make you a spreadsheet, Carl. <laughs> and by that, I mean Evan will make you a spreadsheet. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I guess you can make things easier by recording your match, since a lot of us have um, the capabilities of doing that. So you don't I have was going to gonna stream them down. anyway, so... Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I may not put them on YouTube, but I'm definitely going to stream them. 
See, I'm the opposite. I'm probably going to record them, but may not stream them. <laughs> so, uh, Sweet, final thoughts? Uh, if you face me in Draft League, don't be scared. <laughs> <laughs> um, Carl? Uh, I'm excited. Uh, I am ready to just play with Snorlax and everything else I drafted and see how far we get. Um, definitely was not looking to draft the best team in the world, just looking to draft what I like to play with. I completely understand. I am very, very excited to get back to Draft League. It has been far too long, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it is honestly one of the true highlights for, for me every season is just getting to not only draft, but actually get to play the games and yeah. just explore mons that not only I haven't ever played with before, but mons that uh, in the future I you know will be able to reminisce and talk about for years to come. Yep. So, um, that yeah. being said, Evan, um, you were saying? I just wanted, yeah, I just wanted to say, um, writing off of what you said that you know even in these power rankings, we did have so many other stories right from literal lessons, um, like sort of, uh, like, the teams reminded us of these stories that we can talk about. So it's very interesting to see how things play out. Then, one last thing I want to say is that there are so many teams with uh, similar pairs of wands, and it'll be quite exciting to see their journeys uh, move on in both divisions, right, when they go their separate ways, to see how far these similar teams can go. Yeah. So... Is this, uh, is this time for the outro? Yeah, let's get out All of here, right, bud. Cool. So, uh, as always, everyone, make sure you like, comment, subscribe. This has been uh, a slog more than I was actually anticipating, but way, way smoother than I also anticipated. So, uh, thank you once again, Carl, uh, Swede, and Evan for joining us tonight. It has been an absolute blast. And uh, make sure you go and follow them on their socials as well. Swede does not have Twitter because he's an old man. Uh, Evan, you can find him at Evan Smoke VGC. Is that yeah. right? Okay. Uh, I know Swede is on Twitch. Uh, Swede underscore PS4. Evan again is Evan Smoke VGC there as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can find us on Twitter as well at LR Lessons. Myself at Mister Missouri Twenty Five. Carl's at Musical VGC. Uh, we're on Twitch as well. You can find us at uh, Mister Missouri Twenty Five and at Musical. Uh, you can always join our community Discord that is down in the show notes as always. Uh, we have our website where we're going to be, I'm assuming we're going to have all kinds of Draft League stuff up on the website here shortly as well. Probably should have it, yeah. Cool. Soon-ish. And let's see, we have the Rumble this next Wednesday, so if you're interested in playing Series 10 and not paying for it, you can always uh, join that. Make sure you sign up in the Discord. That's where all of our events are. Um... I think that's everything. I think you hit them all. Cool. That is going to be it, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us this week, and we'll be back next week with some more literary lessons. Have a good one. Peace.